starts with uh, Young Indiana Jones, but I thought there was something else to it. Well, it, it kind of is, because they start... Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't start with him on the train or anything. It starts with him going through, like, a Boy Scout retreat yeah, riding, thing on horses. Riding horses and stuff. Um, Been a long time since I watched this one. Yeah. Um, it's usually I usually just watch Raiders and then move on. The other ones I don't... Yeah. It, it's rare that I'll go on like a binge of watching all four of them, but it's usually just Raiders and then I move on. But it's it's a good it's good. This it's one's better good, than yeah. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Or better better than I remember it being. Right. Uh, I in I think I said last week like this one and Raiders. I bounce between which two I really enjoy. But obviously, I mainly enjoy Raiders. But this one I really like because I like the uh, Sean Connery and. Uh, Harrison Ford bouncing off of one another. I thought that was yeah, really fun. They're, um, they've got good chemistry <laughs> on screen together. Uh, if you haven't gathered by now, we're, we're talking about the third Indiana Jones movie, and for the longest time, the final Indiana Jones movie. Which, for people who listen to our podcast and know what we do, will be no surprise since we covered the second Indiana Jones last right. week. And the first one before that. Uh, anyway, we are Nerdinian, and I am Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing. And we walk through every ser- single nerd movie. And I will try to not say quickly or basically or um, which I already said um once or twice already. So we'll try to power through all those like like normal like idioms that I fucking... Say fucking throw out, not even noticing that I'm doing it half the time. Are there ones that I do? Uh, you do um, and um, I know I do um and uh, like whenever yeah. I'm trying to think of something, yeah. but you take long pauses whenever you're trying to string a thought together. You take long pauses, you may not notice it during the recording because I cut those gaps out because they can be quite long. <laughs> it is totally fine. It's only every so often, but you do take long pauses every huh. so often. Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, this week we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And like I said earlier, uh, it, for all intents and purposes, this was the final Indiana Jones movie we were going to get. It was. Uh, this happened in 89. We don't get the next one until 2008. So that's like, what, a 20-some-odd year uh, gap between them? 89, 2008? to 2008. Close to 20 years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, like 19 and... Mm, and some change. And some change, <laughs> depending on when uh, Crystal Skull was finally... Like, what month it was released in. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, in the ending of this movie, it kind of gives the indication that Indy could live on forever. And we'll get to it when we get to it, because of what he does in the movie. Um, well, y- yes and no. I think that they explain it away. I th- I think I okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it because uh, there's obviously a bit of a I don't know like a fail safe that they inputted into the damn Grail, but they don't specify if you have to always drink from it in order to have your life prolonged. No, they or don't. Or if you just drink from it once and you're good. Right. So. Um, when we get to that part, we'll try to dive more into it uh, thoroughly. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're talking about uh, Last Crusade and fucking... It's, it doesn't lose a step in any of the... We'll get to the fourth one here in a bit. 
uh, in like a week where it doesn't lose a step uh, like the previous two. I mean, you obviously with the second one, they had it as a pre, uh, pre-sequel type thing. Yeah. Um, so there weren't Nazis in it. And obviously there are Nazis in this because I think the first one was set in 1932. Somewhere in there, like early was, Nazism. I thought it was 35. You may be right. And then uh, Temple of Doom was set in like 32. Maybe. And this one's set in like, like 38. 38. 38, yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously heavy Nazi. They're on the brink of fucking being defeated, but huge fucking Nazi influence in this movie to the point where we go to Berlin Yeah. in this movie and he comes face to face with Adolf Hitler, which is... Insane. Uh, anyway, well, uh, this movie was directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Jeffrey Bohm. I think is this how you say his last name. B O A M Bohm. Sounds right. All right. Uh, starring Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, Dan Holm, Elliot, Allison Duty, <laughs> John Reese Davies, Julian Glover, River Phoenix, and Michael Byrne, and Robert Edison, and Kavork. Malikian, I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, I think he played the uh, guy in the Fez that first attacks him at the beginning. Uh, We should get it out of the fucking way. Sean Connery, he's a bit of a problematic um, person. He just passed away about a year ago, I think. Maybe even less than that, like six months ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, It was relatively soon. Recently. Or recently. Uh, Not soon. Relatively recently. Um, But... We should get this out of the way just because if someone decides to get on some sort of soapbox and be like, I can't believe you talked about a movie that had Sean Connery. The man did beat his wife from time to time, and he uh, boasted about it. Mm-hmm. He said it was all right to smack a woman with an open palm. Yep. Obviously, no one condones that type of crap. You're right. So, and no, this is that, a- makes you, that makes you a piece of shit. Right. Although, there is an argument to be made, like... Not, not, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Okay. I fucking felt you like ready to lurch across the table at me. There's not an argument to be made for beating your wife. <laughs> okay. There is, however, an argument to be made from separating someone's art from their personal life. Yes. Because, let's face it, even though Mel Gibson is a shit human being. Yes. Whenever he's on screen... Early Mel Gibson, yeah. He's good on screen. Yeah. Like, well, and... Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I really want to watch Fat Man, which mm-hmm. is the new one with him and Walter mm-hmm. Goggins where he plays Santa Claus. Yeah. Because it looks like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because of Mel Gibson, but... Like, just the premise uh, just, of it. Yeah, the premise of it mm-hmm. is is entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's there's an argument to be made like even like you can realize that somebody's a shit human being mm-hmm. and still enjoy the work that they did. Right. I always put it down to there were more than just that one individual on that film working on it. Right, right. So it's not it's not just mm-hmm. Sean Connery. Right. Like if it was just Sean Connery sitting in a chair talking about how it's okay to strike your wife with an open palm for an hour and 45 minutes. Right. I wouldn't watch that. No. <laughs> no. But <laughs> <laughs> it, 
If it's a movie that he is, just happens to co-star in, right. I'll watch it. Yes. And this is years after he did Bond and all that. So he's like heavy in the, and even, um, was it um, Highlander? This is after he did Highlander where he played the Spaniard. Um, so he's heavy into being Sean Connery at this point, And that's one of the selling points of this movie. You had Harrison Ford and Sean Connery in this movie. And I believe that this was out before he, you know. I believe so. I think he made became, those comments. Became the the. Like in early 2000s. I think he made yeah. those comments. So anyway, we'll move past that. I just wanted to bring attention to that because I'm sure someone will fucking mention it in some manner. Um, anyway, let's get on to this movie. And this movie starts off in the Boy Scouts. Uh, Boy Scouts in the early 30s, which I don't remember when the Boy Scouts were started. I want to say it was right around the time of World War II starting. I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't have any I idea. I don't remember uh, exactly when. I know it was started in Britain and then came its way over here. And then we have the Boy Scouts of America that we know now. Um, little side story. I was in the Boy Scouts. Not particularly proud of that sect of my life. I, it's nothing heinous. Nothing like torrid or fucking like... Uh, some old man touched me. In Show any me minute. where the counselor touched <laughs> right. you, Greg. It's just, it wasn't interesting to me. I had to do it because my parents forced me into fucking doing it. Well, and we should we should also lead with a preamble of there are a few things that Greg hates in the world. Um, <laughs> basically, all people, um, <laughs> sharks. Um, well, sharks I have a love-hate relationship with. You're fascinated by them, but mm-hmm. you're terrified of them yes um outside yeah <laughs> so anything involving i should also prep or uh, just put a little asterisk beside your comment of outside it's not that i find outside disgusting or uh gross in any way it's just it annoys the crap out of me there's bugs out there <laughs> that annoys the crap out of me if I, we were to eat outside there'd be fucking bees all over the place ants everywhere it, it fucking annoys me ryan so i'm just like I just don't want to deal with it, so I stay inside. <laughs> okay, so so I'll change. I'll change. I'll I'll, I'll amend that. Okay. There's, there's a few things that Greg hates: <laughs> people, nature. <laughs> right, <laughs> and that basically rounds out. The, that's basically everything. Uh, yes, everything. And, and I have come to hate both those things, or all three of those things, if you count sharks in that as well. I don't have any sort of like close relationship with sharks other than the movie Jaws. That's pretty much it. Um, but I people which, which I'm I'm gonna say it right now. Like if we get like a million people that fucking listen to us, yeah. I th- personally think that we should do like all the fucking gimmicky YouTuber bullshit. Like <laughs> if we get a gazillion likes on this, we're going to do this. If we get a fucking Whatever. If we get like a million listeners that are like, yes, I think that we should go watch Jaws in the Bay. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, obviously this has nothing to do with Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. Um, but somewhere Kinda. I believe I believe up in Maine, um mm-hmm. they Martha's Vineyard. I oh, know. is it Martha's Vineyard? Yeah. Uh they show Jaws on a huge projection screen. And you sit in inner tubes in the bay and watch the movie. And I personally think that that is just perfect. <laughs> right. And I have wanted to go and do that. Like, it's on my bucket list mm-hmm. of, like, things that I must do before I die. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, it's not really on my bucket list, Ryan. <laughs> Obviously, because you're watching a movie about sharks in the water, and I think it would be fucking great. Uh, but you know what? If a million people want us to fucking do it, I'll fucking do it. What the hell? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> now I have a goal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the reason I hate both those things is because of my uh, adolescence, Ryan. People tend to do annoy the crap out of me throughout my entire essence and adolescence and teen years to the point where I'm in my mid-30s where I'm just not like, fuck them all. Same with nature, Ryan. It annoyed the crap out of me constantly through my adolescence and teen years. So fuck that. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> there, no. was, there was a crow that came and knocked on your bedroom window and you'd look at it and be like, oh, look at you. You're such a pretty crow. And it'd just like raise its middle claw at you <laughs> and then cackle in its little, ha, ha, and fly away. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So fuck you, nature. What the fuck? Like, I've just been, I was just saying, I, I know what it was. You were in the Boy Scouts and Boy Scouts are, you know, worried about conservation and stuff like that and only you can prevent forest fires show me on the doll where Smokey the Bear touched you <laughs> right that, uh, Greg Greg yes. don't be mad at nature that wasn't a bear it was a man in a bear costume <laughs> was it <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I also I'm bringing up the Boy Scouts th- thing because obviously it's in Indiana Jones but I also want to point out like I was thinking about my time in the Boy Scouts and I've never once been offered to ride a horse or go. I, we, we've had camp trips and shit like that. I mean, even right. one instance where we we spent what was it like a a week, maybe two weeks in some sort of like a camp retreat reservation type of thing. And by the end of the uh, the week or two weeks or however long it was, we did this like weird ritual where if you so. To preamble, before you went to this retreat or anything, you had to get squaw wood, and that just basically wood without any bark on it that fell off naturally. You can't, like, take sticks and shit and just start peeling off right. bark. Uh, apparently, there's a difference. I don't remember what it was, but apparently they knew the difference. Um, so you had to pick up squaw wood, and you had to bring a bundle of it whenever you went to go register for this event, to go to this retreat. I can't remember the name of it. Um, so you brought your bundle, you registered for it, and uh, that bundle was then put into a pile with the rest of them, and then that those bundles were used in some sort of like secret ceremony. And I'm fucking telling now because I don't fucking remember what the ceremony is called. So if someone knows, please tell me. But at the end of it, um, at the beginning, you were then taken out. <laughs> I know how this is gonna fucking sound. You were taken out in the middle of the night into the middle of the woods, um, almost like a, I guess, a Native American ritual like thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of the stuff in the Boy Scouts uh, is a derivation of Native American rituals. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were taken out in the middle of the night. It was like fucking midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, running through the woods and shit. They stopped, check, make sure everybody's still here. If you moved a fucking inch, they would literally grab you and straighten you out. It was fucking intense, Ryan. So we get to this main area where there's huge bonfires fucking happening. Everybody's in line. You see one uh, boy get... <laughs> I know there's a fucking out of sound. So you have, it was just a, a conveyor line of, of boys. <laughs> All in a row, right? <laughs> Nothing sexual, I, I promise you. But we were given some sort of like nasty, like plant-like drink. Uh, and then told to move on. And then we were told to look into like a skull. And on the back of the skull was like the, uh, the a projected image of the word secrecy. 
And you had this man in like Native American garb fucking just tell us, do you know what a secret is? <laughs> but then at the end of it, we were then given these like little sandstone tablets that we would hang off the pocket of our Boy Scout shirt. And then we were taken back to our camps. <laughs> don't, don't not say a fucking word to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that was the most I've ever done. <laughs> I I don't even know how to respond to that. <coughs> I shot a deer once. <laughs> well, more than once. <laughs> I was I was not in the Boy Scouts. I do not have a similar experience to that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what the ritual was called, but I'm just saying that's the most I've ever done. I've never. Thank actually God done. you weren't women, or you would have been fucking put to death as witches. Right. It was a very giant, a giant fucking bonfire in the middle of the forest. Yeah. You drink a plant drink, and then a Native American tells you, "Shh." <laughs> Yes, it was very fucking witchy. Um, I, I don't remember ever seeing a fucking Native American at all on any of this. So it was a bunch of white men culture appropriating uh, Native American cultures dressing Even up. Even better. <laughs> it was fucking weird. Like, they were so stringent. At one point, it started raining. And we all started looking up. They would, like, jolt our heads forward because you had to continue to look forward and everything. It was some sort of, like, running of the Braves or some stupid shit like that. I can't remember the actual name. Um, but they were very fucking intense when if you moved a muscle, you were fucking, like I told you, uh, just like shaken back into place to where you're supposed to be. And then at one point, one boy, while we were all waiting in line, one boy in front of me passed out. I went to go try to catch him and I was grabbed by someone else and put back where I was. It was fucking intense, Ryan. I don't remember the name of it. Maybe it was called running with the Braves or some stupid shit like that. It definitely wasn't intense. You were outside. <laughs> right um but anyway i i know how it sounds it sounds very like and then they fucked us all but that's not what happened well no it sounds like they fucked you up and they <laughs> they went do you know what a secret is <laughs> yeah good if you speak to this of any or speak about this to anyone and then like you flash forward 20 years. This is a fucking horror movie. <laughs> you flash forward 20 years. You're talking to your wife. And you're like, we did the weirdest fucking thing where all this shit happened. You're going to fucking go to sleep tonight and you're going to look out your window. There's going to be a dude in a fucking Native American headdress just holding one finger to his fucking lips. And you're just going to be like, I fucked up. <laughs> I will shit myself if that the, happens. The fucking plant that you drank is going to fucking start growing and sprout out your mouth and it's going to open up and with your entrails, it's going to be the word secret. <laughs> it was a nasty drink too. It was just like, it was similar to what if you had, if you basically jerked off a plant, if you will, <laughs> it tasted disgusting. It, it had like a water-like consistency, but it was also just a little grainy and shit. It was fucking vile um <laughs> let's get back on track <laughs> i don't know that i'm gonna be able to concentrate 
Because now, like, I haven't seen this in a horror movie. And it should absolutely be a horror movie. So I'm just fucking writing it in my head. A bunch of Boy Scouts taken out in the middle of the woods to run through it. No, just one dude. Like, it's just going to focus on one dude, mm. your character. <laughs> who's going to do similar things. Try to help save the boy, and people are going to be like, no, don't help him. And then you're going to look at a fucking skull and see secret, and you're going to talk to the Native American, apparently, that's not a Native American. (laughs) (laughs) And and literally, it's going to flash forward like 20 years, and it's going to be like a dude, like the grown-up dude at the party. Or, or like at a party or talking to mm. somebody and like they're going to ask him, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? <laughs> and he's going to fucking tell him and then everybody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch this movie, right? <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I need to get in contact with the people at Shudder and like make this a reality. Right. Because God damn. <laughs> I, if anybody knows what this fucking ritual is called, but it fucking happened. It's not made up. I swear to you, it fucking happened. Uh, my parents have the little sandstone thing that got hung on your shirt. Like there are, uh, like I think, like five different levels. You do it every year for about five years. You do something similar. My, my brain is broken right now because I was I was not in Boy Scouts, but mm-hmm. my best friend uh, growing up was, mm-hmm. um, and his his older brother's best friend, who I knew through association became an Eagle scout. Mm-hmm. And he had like six of these sandstones oh, hanging yes. off of his pocket yeah. and they got increasingly longer. Yep. That, so, that's them. So I want to know what happens <laughs> at the sixth fucking, I don't know. Ritual. Like <laughs> mine the, was just the first level. I have no idea. Yeah, You get you, like every time they, they get a little bit closer to just <laughs> fucking, fucking or something <laughs> or like, <laughs> Like, inducting you into the Illuminati or <laughs> something. I don't know what the hell happens. Probably. But whatever happens, like, <laughs> the first one is a human skull, and then it moves steadily through different species, and the last one's a fucking alien skull that the Boy Scouts have somehow made contact with. It's the scr- crystal skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Indiana Jones. <laughs> And then, and then it's not a Native American in a headdress anymore. It's an alien in a headdress. And he's like, shh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, My brain's officially broken. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, those sandstones that your friend's brother. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck happens? <laughs> what the fuck happens in the seventh one? <laughs> God. <laughs> Any of you uh, Eagle Scouts or anybody that's been through all seven of these rituals, like, yeah. are they all this batshit insane? <laughs> I wasn't an Eagle Scout. I did have a few badges, but I wasn't an Eagle Scout. And then, yeah, this was well, on yeah, the- Eagle Scouts, like, to get to that rank, it was explained to me before we went to the ceremony. Like, it takes years, yeah, yeah, yeah. years of working. Like, the dude had been in it since he was six and he was turning 18. Yeah, yeah. And he became an Eagle Scout at 18. Yeah. And apparently, like, you're not allowed to be a Boy Scout past 18, so it was, like, a big fucking deal that, like, it was the day before his birthday or something that he be, that he was granted Eagle, Stout, Eagle Scout. Yeah. And it was a big fucking ordeal. Like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if you had several of them, then he went through similar rituals, if you will. 
Um, <laughs> so he's probably been through some shit, right? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, it was intense. If you moved an inch, if you went to go like brush like a bug out of your hair or something, they would fucking pull your arm back down. You had to have your arms to your side looking forward, not moving a fucking muscle. If you did in any manner, they would fucking manhandle you. Was in there some any way. chanting? Yeah, yeah. At the at, when we got to the big bonfire, there were there was like some sort of like ominous like woo woo or some shit like that. <laughs> I just discovered why uh, Greg does not enjoy Temple of Doom. <laughs> it reminds him too much of his past. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did the Native American like rip somebody's heart out of his chest and throw their body on the bonfire? No, nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I remember. I could be repressing it, right? Are you, are you sure, Greg? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I'm suspect. Right. Uh, back to this movie, right? <laughs> it starts The off. Boy Scouts are going to murder both of us now. I hope you're happy. <laughs> if, if I die in the next, I don't know, month... It was the Boy Scouts. Well, I, I before you came over... <laughs> and a Native American going, shh. <laughs> uh, before you came over, I, I tried to do a quick Google search of like um, a Native American ritual of running through the woods. And all I could find was like running of the Braves type shit. But it never mentioned any of the stuff that I just explained to you. Then I tried Boy Scouts, uh, camping rituals, things like that. Any sort of thing, uh, like Google search I could think of. I could not find a fucking thing about this, like sandstone medallion mer- uh, ritual, any any sort of thing. Cannot find a single fucking thing about it, Ryan. Jesus. And the, go- and the internet is infinite, and they couldn't fucking find what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to the fucking dark web to find <laughs> shit that crazy. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty I'm sure I'm debating whether or not to cut it out at this point because I'm like, yeah, there was nothing on the internet. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure, like, like. This needs to be a movie. This needs to be a horror movie. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that was Yoda, you're laughing. <laughs> it's my email notification. Uh, it's the fucking Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you son of a bitch. Uh, uh, anyway, back to this movie. Uh, we're following a couple of Boy Scouts through this like canyon in Colorado, I think, or Cano- no, the 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 uh, necklace that they find this like golden cross called it Coronado yeah. necklace or some shit like that. And I think it's in Colorado as well. Um, but we see a couple uh, Boy Scouts, one pudgy blonde well, hair, see, blue eye. You see a bunch on horses. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, following you know, some sort of uh, scoutmaster. <laughs> I'm still like <laughs> fucking lost. <laughs> but <laughs> this is really killing you at this point. Before, <laughs> like, as I watched this movie, <laughs> I was like, I grew up out in the country, so I'm very familiar with riding horses. I've done it a lot. Mm-hmm. We had horses on uh, my grandma, my grandmother's farm that I helped take care of and maintain, and we would use them to like wrangle up the cows mm-hmm. and and all that shit. And I was going to ask you because I knew that you had been a Boy Scout. I was going to ask you like, is there anything like this in Boy Scouts? And then you just come out and just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking destroy my brain with this crazy ass ritual. Like from now on until I find out what this thing is called, I'm going to ask every single man I see if they were a Boy Scout. 
I'm going to go hang out with a bunch of my friends and play D&D tonight. Mm. And I'm going to ask them if they were Boy Scouts. <laughs> so I can ask them if this insanity is real. <laughs> or if I'm just in some sort of fucking fever dream right now. I swear to you it's real. Unless I'm repressing something that I don't fucking know. My mind is making it up in some manner. I swear to you it's real. <laughs> I'm going to start the conversation with them and be like, I wasn't a Boy Scout. But do you like? Do you remember this and this and this happening? And like, I'm just gonna see shifty side eyes. And like, he knows. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to answer your question about the horses going on long trips on horses, not a thing. But we did ride horses from time to time. <laughs> right, but you didn't ride horses out to camp, right? Or no, whatever. No, no, no. Or to this fucking. Canyon area. Cordwood <laughs> bundle fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a moment? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just broken. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we see, <laughs> we see horses. <laughs> We see a couple of Boy Scouts on horses, followed by or the and troop, ma- troop and they, leaders. They, they enter the canyon, and um, we don't really see the rest of the troop too much. We just see basically Indy well, and his friends. You see everybody like in single file all the way into the canyon to their camping area, and then uh, you see or you hear the scoutmaster say, "Don't wander off. Um, these caves can lead, or these caves can go on for miles." Mm. And stuff, and then the, uh, and then you see one split off, mm-hmm. and a second one joins him. Yeah, basically saying, "Indy, Indy, where are you going?" Type shit. And uh, Indy grabs him, and they look down, and they see six guys digging. And one of or, the guys, four, I think it's three henchmen, and, and a guy that looks like Indiana Jones. All you <laughs> see is his back with the leather jacket, the hat, the bullwhip, and all. Well, you see. Yeah, you see a man that looks like what Indiana Jones becomes. Yes. Um, so clearly this guy had a heavy influence on Indiana Jones. But he's watching them dig, and then the the group of guys find what they're looking for, uh, hand it to the Indiana Jones-looking like guy. He turns around, we see his face, and it's clearly not Harrison Ford at this point. But it's a guy that looks very rugged and similar to Indiana Jones. And we see young Indy look at the thing. He says it's the necklace of Coronado. That the cross. Of cross Coronado. of uh, Canado, uh, it deserves to be in a museum, not in someone's house or private collection or whatever the fuck. Um, Indy quickly, he I know what? he's, sw- <sighs> damn it. Um, Indy <clears throat> swipes the, was that the fucking secret they told you is every time you describe something, you have to use the word quickly. Is that why it's so fucking ingrained in you? <laughs> right. Like every fucking one of your mannerisms is now a question in my mind. <laughs> it's some sort of like repressed tendency. Is this, is this because of this? <laughs> they fucking programmed you for something. <laughs> Never in anything that I've ever watched has an assembly line of something happening <laughs> been a good thing. <laughs> Well, what what I was told about doing this <laughs> ritual, and I don't remember the name of it, obviously, they just told us it would be like a fun, like closing ceremony type ritual for you to participate in. <laughs> yeah, they- what's not fun about a giant bonfire and a 
fucking human skull with secret tattooed in the they back. They never of it. told me a thing of what was involved with it, Ryan. <coughs> so I had implicit trust in these adults. Oh my god. Dying. They just said it would be just a fun way to end your experience at the camp. That's all they fucking told me. So I was like, all right. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone has to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Or no one's brave enough to fucking mention <laughs> And I'm just too fucking stupid. We're taking a stand right now! Uh, so, so if I die in the next two months, it was the Boy Scouts. But if I die after the next two months, it was also the Boy Scouts. Because they heard that I would blame them in the next two months. So they make sure that I survive for at least two months and then kill me. And it was still the fucking Boy Scouts. And that's how conspiracy theories are born. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) We are going to try to get through this episode. We haven't even broken the fucking preamble to this story. We're still in young Indiana. We're (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to focus. I got this. <laughs> so, young Hindi uh, swipes the cross. Well, he, he tells uh, his cohort to yeah, yeah. go and get the scout leaders and the authorities at this point, <clears throat> the sheriff and all these other people uh, because there's robbers down in the caves. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And another thing that I should mention is. Uh, like the the pudgy one's freaking out, and Indy picks it up, picks up mm. what's freaking him out. He's like, "It's just a snake," right? And he tosses it, um, which is a change from the Indiana Jones that we know, because he's deathly afraid of all snakes, even just one snake, or, or yes. mountains of snake. He, he's he's afraid of all kinds of snakes. Indy tells him to go. He throws the snake off to the side. There's nothing to be scared of. It's just a snake type of shit. He climbs down uh, because they're on a lower level. Very sneakily, grabs the cross, and starts climbing back up the the rope, and ends up kicking the frame of the mine, alerting the people whose backs are to him as they're uh, searching for stuff. Mm. <clears throat> Starting a chase scene, um, where they are obviously trying to get back, get the cross back. Indy goes outside and whistles. And his horse comes up in a Native yeah. American garb, <laughs> puts a single hoof to its face. <laughs> ah! <laughs> his horse comes up. He gets on his horse as they're well. Indy's on this like like small like little cliff. Oh area, yeah, and the horse cliff. is just below it. He goes to jump on the horse. The horse moves. And the horse moves. Yes. And then he climbs on the horse and off he runs. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the lead bad guy, we'll call him Bad Indy, yes. um, whistles and a bunch of cars come over the hill. Mm. This is the first issue that I have with this movie. They would have heard the fucking kid whistle too. Yes. And they'd be like, oh, nope, that's, that's not our whistle. So we got to wait for our whistle. Based on the speed that they come over the hill, they, they were just on the other side waiting. Yep. And they're like, the fuck is this horse doing? Whatever. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, the bad guys get in the cars. They chase after Indiana Jones, um, who makes his way, or he's he's running away from these people. Yeah, he's trying to figure out some way to quickly get away from them. And he sees a train. Mm-hmm. So he climbs onto the train. A circus train. And it's a circus train. Um, and then the bad guys also start climbing on and he starts running by, by a couple of like the best worst puppets I've ever seen. Uh, the giraffe heads. Were, were they fake? I'm, I'm I pretty couldn't tell. sure they were. I mean, why fake that? <laughs> I mean, obviously the rhino and the, uh, the the snake were fake, but why fake giraffes? I don't because they wouldn't behave. Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. But there was one shot in the in the scene of like you seeing them that it just it looked really fake. Mm, it's possible. Uh, but yeah, Indy's just jumping from uh, car to car to car, trying to dodge the bad guys and shit, and, and then, get away from them. Uh, at one point, he uh, was it, he falls <coughs> into the snake paddock. He he. Um, climbs off of the roofs and goes through like a a little hatch mm. onto like a catwalk. That's right. That's right. Um, above above all, the all these, he he does it into the reptile car, mm. and one of the bad guys grabs his legs. He almost falls into a a like paddock of alligators. Yeah, yeah. there's like five or six alligators in there. Yeah, um, and then you see him crawl past a bunch of snakes. Um, and you see that the bolts holding the uh, catwalk that he's on are, like, falling out. Yeah, yeah. And it leads to, as soon as he puts weight on it, he slides down into... <clears throat> I'm assuming it's supposed to be um, an anaconda. I have no clue. But I'm not sure because the... Like, it's just it, a tub of water <clears throat> that we just see. He falls into it and then a snake pops up. Right. Um, which anacondas are the ones that come to mind whenever yeah, that happens. That's quite possible. But the way that it looked, like the the fangs and the like, the pit in its mouth. I don't know why I fucking like <laughs> did that, and I fucking did it again <laughs> because you're the only person that can see me. But right, like, right, right. it it looked very reminiscent of like what you see in like uh, pit vipers mm. and. Stuff like that, which do not live in water. Right, right. So, and I can't imagine, like, the the anaconda is the only one that makes sense. Um, That'd be my guess, yeah. I can't think of any conceivable reason that a, uh, the only only thing that has that kind of mouth structure that Mm -hmm. lives in the water that I know of personally is a water moccasin. Which is a very deadly snake. Right. And I can't think of any conceivable reason that it would be part of a circus show. Right. An anaconda would. Right. An anaconda could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he... Indy immediately gets freaked out. Yeah. Well, young Indy gets immediately freaked out. He starts scrambling out of there. He rolls into another, like, wooden crate type thing into basically, like, a sea of snakes. Of, like, gardener snakes. Small, yep. small, like, little, tiny itty little bitty snakes. snakes. But he's covered in them. Clearly cementing that phobia that Indiana Jones has. He was nearly eaten by a big-ass snake. Now he's covered it, in little snakes. But it still doesn't make any sense because <clears throat> he doesn't really freak out in the in the tub of snakes. Mm. And then in a little bit, 
a snake slithers out of his arm and helps save him from the bad guys. So I think he automatically assumed that snakes were always tiny. And that's why he wasn't afraid of the one inside the cave. But then he saw the then big he saw the giant ass one that could literally eat him whole potentially. Maybe. And then he's just like deathly afraid of him ever since. So yeah, uh, he exits the uh, reptile. What? <laughs> My brain <laughs> still broken. <laughs> as soon as as soon as you say it cements. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Cements the fear of snakes. I'm like, was it a shark in a headdress? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and he, I, f- I feel like once we get past the young Indiana Jones stuff, we will be able to we'll, move forward. We'll be able to get past the Boy Scout shit. But Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> yeah, my life was nothing to fucking write. I understand why you don't like outside now. I don't think I'd like outside if I went through something like that. That sounds fucking terrible. Um. Like, the way that I reacted to that story, I'm pretty sure is the way that, like, Eddie Murphy's friends reacted to him telling the story of how he picked up a transvestite hooker. Like, like, what? I don't even know how to process this. Uh, but yeah, he gets on top of another car outside the reptile house. He ends up like getting out and locking the bad guys in. In, yeah, yeah. With like some sort of like rod chain to the outside of the car or some shit. And then he climbs back up top. Mm-hmm. He sees some sort of like uh, like rubber thing coming off of one of like a. I, I'm not familiar with how trains work, especially not in the early 1900s. Um, those are, I, b- sure I believe that they're either water silos or grain silos that they would use the, uh, basically like a, a chimney or a mm, pipe yeah, that's what it that like. would then pipe whatever they were trying to get into the rail cars, into the rail cars. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what Indy grabs onto. One of those. Yeah. Grabs onto one of those and like. Swings, swings around. around. Yeah, because it apparently rotates around the entire like little apparatus that's right there next to the uh, rail- railway. Um, and as he swings around and gets to the other end of the train car, further away from the bad guys, he stops right in front of the main bad guy, the bad Indiana Jones. And he's, the, he's basically telling the kid, like, look, there's... You've got heart, yeah. and I appreciate that, but that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no way out, so just give it to me. And we get the typical Indiana lo- in, in Indiana Jones line of it belongs in a museum. Um and he says this throughout his entire life th- from uh, presumably throughout his entire life. But one of the first things he uh I, Indiana Jones has ever like stood behind is things like that belong yeah, in a museum. Yeah, belong in a museum so people can enjoy them. Right. Uh, and the, he says something similar in his young age. Um the bad, bad indie goes to try to grab for it. They struggle for a bit. No, Indiana Jones just takes a step back, oh, trips right. and falls, and falls through the, uh, the uh, yeah the uh, the the lion the top. Oh yeah, we missed the we missed the rhino. Yeah, just. during his struggle with one of the bad guys, he was apparently struggling with one of them, to where like he was uh, slammed on the roof and something fell and hit the. Well, rhino. the dude the dude like grabbed him with a with a like shepherd's mm, hook mm-hmm. and tripped him and made him fall onto the roof. Whenever he fell onto the roof, it. Uh, lifted like the piece of glass 
that uh, was over the candle or whatever mm-hmm. to light that particular car mm-hmm. uh, fell off and shattered on top of a rhinoceros's head. Mm-hmm. And then the rhinoceros started like bucking up and putting its horn through the top of mm-hmm. the car. And there's, you know, the the danger shots of it getting closer and closer. And then the, the close call shot. Yeah, where, where it almost it, hits them in the where dick. Where it comes, yeah, up between their fucking legs and almost hits both of them in the dick. Uh, I think this happens right before guy. the reptile yeah. train car. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they are um, uh, after bad But now Jones. we're in a new kind of peril, in a new train car. <laughs> right. He falls into it. It's a fucking lion in front of him. He looks around. He finds a bullet directly behind him. He grabs it, starts whipping it. He cracks himself in the chin, and we get the iconic the, Indiana Jones did, scar. Yeah, on his, how did he get his scar? <clears throat> and now by playing with a whip. Um, uh, but yeah, he's basically telling this uh, tiger to basically get back with the lion. whip. And, or lion. Telling him to get back and shit. And the lion is uh, a bit... Uh, weary of it and trying to, you know, like snarl and snap at right. uh, Indiana Jones. He eventually backs off into the back and bad Indiana Jones. All the bad guys basically tell him, like, hey, tell throw, him the, whip throw up the whip up here. Yes. Uh, they grab him and seconds before he's out of the view completely, the lion goes to swipe at him, misses completely, and young Indy gets brought uh, to the top of the train car. And I forget how he escapes. Because I know he, the, the only way they get the actual cross is whenever they're back yeah, at these um, place. They they basically take a pause mm-hmm. at this point. Or no, uh, this is where the snake. Um, the one dude grabs it, and yeah. Indy grabs it, and then a snake comes out of his Indy's sleeve. Shirt, yeah, onto the guy. Onto the guy, and the guy freaks out, and then Indy runs away. Yeah. As everybody else is like, it's a fucking snake. Like, get the fuck over it. Right. And he jumps into um, the magic car. Mm-hmm. Or the... That's right. I for, House I of Magic or something. No. Uh, it said the magician's name, and it was uh, Magician's Magic Caboose. No, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Which I obviously laughed at like a fucking child, because <laughs> <laughs> Caboose's butt. Uh, but yeah, the Indy, young Indy is trying to get out of this uh, last car. Can't figure out a way, so he sees a trunk and jumps into it right before the bad guy comes into the last train car. Um, it closes. And it's a box of illusion. Right. Uh, bad Indiana Jones obviously knows where the kid is at because it's the only place he could fucking hide. He goes to approach the trunk and then the, uh, we hear like a knocking inside the trunk and then the trunk just falls, falls apart, apart. And there's no Indiana Jones in it. Uh, the he bad rips. Indiana Jones uh, looks out the window and he sees young Indiana Jones just he booking rips, ass. Yeah, rips open the back door and sees young Indy has made it safely off the train with the... Uh, artifact. Yeah, the golden the cross. The cross of Coronado. Uh, we then cut to uh, Indy, young Indy running into his house. We see the mailbox that says Jones on it. Uh, he runs in. His father tells Screaming, him, Dad, Dad, Dad. And his father tells him, Stop uh, counting Greek. And he starts no, counting. Count to 20. Yes. And he Greek. starts counting. And then in Greek. Yes. As he's counting, he sees like authorities and stuff pulling up to their house. And the the. Along with the little Boy Scout the, boy. Yeah, the other Boy Scout blowing the bugle. Yes. They, um, the, I, I, not they, but just like the, the Boy Scout and the sheriff of the town uh, enter the house. <clears throat> and the sheriff's like, oh, good job, boy. I'm glad you could recover this for us, all that. Well, he, he tells them basically that um, it's a good thing that you still have it because the 
um, the owner won't press charges mm, yeah. if you if he gets it back. Uh, and he made some sort of like allusion to like the other bad guys that were chasing Indiana Jones, and they come into the house, and it's bad Indiana Jones right. and his it's, gang of people. It's the quote unquote proper owners of right. The sheriff hands Indiana Jones the cross. And uh, they look at it, and then he hands it to one of his henchmen. He goes running out. He's like, we're going to get paid, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, we cut to the bad guy that ran with the cross outside going to a guy in some sort of like weird Panama hat and a white suit. White suit with, with a, a red carnation. Yes. He is handed the cross. He hands the ba- uh, bad guys, I guess. Uh, money. The money, the, like an envelope of money and shit. Uh, they go running off and shit. And we have bad Indiana Jones looking at uh, young Indiana Jones. Uh, tell him he has heart, kid. It places the hat that... Well, he, said, he says, uh, you lost this time. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to like it. Right. Uh, and places puts, the fedora on the kid. Yeah, puts his fedora on young Indy. And he does it in a weird way to where he forces Indy's like, head yeah, down. Like, <laughs> like don't his, look at me, kid. Puts his whole face in it. Yes, but as Which I assume to- is what happened to you right after the Indian. <laughs> All right. There's a guy just like... <laughs> Shoving something in your face. <laughs> um, but yeah, the it, young Indiana Jones with the fedora on uh, starts to tilt his head up, and then we cut to older Indiana Jones, the current day on a boat. Indiana Jones on a boat. Getting punched in the face. Just like this nasty fucking like hurricane-like storm just whipping across the fucking top of the boat, or a ship at this point. It's not yeah. just a boat. It's a giant-ass like, steamboat-like type ship. Um, just waves crashing into the side of it and shit. And he, Indiana Jones is being pummeled in the face. And then we see the old benefactor that we saw in Indiana Jones' young story. Still wearing his white suit, yes, carnation, Apparently and he had nothing hat. else to wear. But uh, yeah, with the cane and everything, just much older at this point. It's like, we meet again, young Indiana Jones. or uh, We meet again, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Something like that. He's like, uh, and, and he, I don't believe says anything. Uh, he just looks at the guy. The guy approaches, pulls out the cross. And the uh, guy in the Panama hat's like, you've stolen this from this me is, twice. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. Yes, and he says the line that we've said, he said before, it belongs, it in, belongs a in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Yes. Uh, the old man tells them to toss Indiana Jones off to the side into the ocean. Uh, they start taking Indy that way. Uh, wave after wave starts crashing into the side of the boat and shit. Indiana Jones sees an opportunity and basically tussles with the guys. He tosses one off to the side. The other one gets basically like punched to, like, the back wall nearest to them. Um, and then uh, the old benefactor gets hit with, like, a wave of water, and the cross... No, 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 he's climbing up steps, and he comes up behind him, quickly grabs the cross, they struggle for a bit, he goes sailing off to the... Uh, on the floor of the deck, um, and is, like, basically, like, sliding across the deck of the boat, or ship, as waves and shit, and yeah, waters and was- uh, careening all over the deck and shit. Uh, Indy's trying to fucking follow it and try to make sure it doesn't fall off. Right before it goes into the ocean, Indy grabs it real quick, puts it back in his uh, satchel thing that he has on his side. His explorer's pack. Right. And they're all trying to fucking manhandle Indy in the same instance as well. And Indiana Jones like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And just jumps off the side and shit. And at the same instance, uh, like this huge uh, wave crashes into the side of the boat. Some sort of like towering structure on one end of the boat crashes down across the... Uh, nope. rest of the boat. It's just a single barrel. Um, Is it a barrel? I thought yeah. it was some sort of like towering no, um, structure. One of the boxes that Indy climbs on as he's making his escape to swing off the edge of the boat mm-hmm. is a giant crate of TNT. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what the towering and structure hit. No, it was just 
like it was a single like 55 gallon drum mm-hmm. i think that was tossed by a wave onto that um pallet mm-hmm. of TNT cuz it was more than a box but TNT being very unstable yeah. whenever it's jostled explodes this is more that movie uh, magic yeah. because however, there was no reason for it to explode yeah. however it happened yes the fucking tnt explodes destroys the entire boat yes and you see indy surface and you see the white panama hat kind of float by him yes uh and my first instance was how is indy going to survive this he's in the middle of the ocean uh but then they float a uh life uh like ring uh one of those iconic like uh life preservers yeah uh float beside him with like the ropes and everything on it um, and apparently he's going to survive on that until he's rescued by whatever ship. But he hangs on that. Uh, we see the ship go down. It's like the Coronado or some shit like that. That's the name of the ship as it sinks into the ocean. We then cut to Indiana Jones in his classroom. He's teaching. Uh, he's uh, archaeology is the study of facts. If you want truth, go to the yeah, philosophy not of, class. Not of truth. Yeah. Um, in <clears throat> class breaks, uh, in comes Marcus Brody, which I also want to point out that he was in the first Raiders of the Lost Ark, and we could not fucking remember, remember his name. And shortly after we stopped recording, whenever we recorded Raiders, I then realized what his name was, Marcus Brody. Um, that's who we were talking about in the first one, that we couldn't fucking figure out his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in, and Indy tells him, he's like, I got it, Marcus. And he, he takes out a, like a cloth, or something wrapped in cloth. Unfurls it and it's the cross of Kanato. Um, then Indy is back outside his office and all these students are basically hassling him for like grades or some something. They're all because, like yeah, crowding he's around him. Basically, not done his job as a professor. Right, right. Because he's been chasing the cross. Right. Uh, and they're all concerned about their grades and shit. And he's trying to reassure them that I will let you know by the end of the day. Blah blah blah. He manages to squeeze himself into his office and we finally get to see like Indiana Jones' actual office and he's just like this like. Small corner office, like all these like different statues and shit all yeah, around him. Yeah, a shit. bunch of artifacts around right. him. Um, he at one point was handed his mail by his secretary. Um, he places that down. He has obviously several envelopes, but he has one package. He's not sure what it is. Puts it in his coat pocket, and then we see Indiana Jones exit his office through his window. Because he doesn't want to deal with all these fucking kids. Which, yeah, he's in his office. They're all beating on his door and shit. I'm like... Because that's going to work. Beating on his door. Because they're all like pressed up against the window and shit. I'm like, how did yeah. you think this was going to work in any fucking way? Anyway, Andy exits his office through the window. As he's leaving, he is approached by... I, Two guys. They, three uh, guys. Three guys. But they don't say who they are. They no. just say, Dr. Jones, can I have a moment of time or some shit like that? And uh, like three of the, all three of the basically, guys surround him. Basically, come with us. And he looks around and they're yeah. surrounding him. And It looks like something's going on. He doesn't have much of a choice. Right. Uh, we then cut to Indiana Jones in front of uh, some man named Donovan. I can't remember his first name, but I remember Donovan. Uh, and he's basically telling Indy, like, look, um, I've got something here for you that may point you in the right direction of the thing that your father has always looked for, the Holy Grail. Indiana Jones is a bit like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he unfurls something else wrapped in cloth, which everything is apparently wrapped in cloth in Indiana well, Jones. Well, yeah, that's movie. how you know that it's an artifact and important. Um, but yeah, the old, Donovan unfurls what's it wrapped in his cloth, <laughs> wrapped in his cloth, and it's just like half a tablet, <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I know what you're going towards, right? 
Is that what the Indian did? <laughs> yes. Uh, he shows Indy like this like tablet of like partial cr- uh, uh, cross on it and like a bunch of writing and shit. And Indy starts uh, transcribing a lot of it. And he's basically telling him like this is pointing to the Holy Grail where it is and all that. And Donovan was like, yeah. Um, and Indy's telling him like, look. Yeah, the Holy Grail may exist, but we have no idea what I it heard, was. I heard uh, I heard all the stories yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And Donovan's like, well, let me tell you a different story. That three Templar knights found the brothers Holy Grail. found the Holy Grail. Two of them returned and lived long lives or yeah. something. And uh, the third one was never found. Yes. And he's like, yeah, I heard that story too. My dad searched out all the lore on the Grail. Um, if you are searching for and uh donovan says that the the person who was in charge of leading his investigation trying to find it has disappeared was captured and has disappeared Mm -hmm. and that uh that he wants indy to pick up where he left off right and indy's like oh well i don't know much you've got you've got the wrong jones if you want somebody to find uh the holy grail Mm -hmm. And then and this is where Donovan reveals Donovan him. reveals to him that his father is the one who was looking and is now missing. Right. Uh, we then cut to Indiana Jones and Marcus Brody pulling up to his father's home. And they yell for him a few times. And then they go into like his big study area. And it's ransacked. Like Everything's turned over. Uh, chairs are ripped open. Just It's just demolished and shit. Um, and then Marcus realizes, oh, this is today's mail. It's been ripped open. It, if he's been missing, why is it open and shit like that? And then Indy's like, wait a minute, I got a package earlier today. And he pulls it out, uh, rips it open, and then it's his father's uh, journal um, of all his Holy Grail stuff. And they're both like, why the hell would he send us his journal? A, why, how, B, how would he, how was he able, why would he be able to send me his journal? Um, and then they basically was like, you know what? <clears throat> we should probably uh, call Donovan, take Will. him up on his offer. And at first, it was just Indiana Jones going, and then Marcus Brody's like, you know what? I'll go as well because um, he's my old friend as well. well yeah, Pictures. he's basically like call. Indy tells Brody to call Donovan and get the uh, ticket for, I think, Florence or Venice, Venice, yeah, for Venice ready, and Brody says. I'll, uh, I'll tell him to. I'll tell him to have two. Two. Yes. I, we should also mention um, that in his classroom, whenever he's talking about how archaeology is the uh, the study of finding truth, he also points out, which will come into play here in a bit, that X never marks the spot. I just want to point that out because it's going to come right. into play here in a few minutes. Uh, we then cut to Indiana Plain, and we just see, like, the... Uh, like the layover that we've opaque, seen in every... Yeah, of, like, a map In all shit. the Indiana Jones movies, uh, signifying that yeah. the plane is The red line going from different places and shit. A big distance. Yeah. Uh, they land in Venice, and the first thing Indy d- says is, Ah, Venice. And he says that repeatedly throughout the movie. Um, it's just a stupid thing that a lot of people say. They were just playing on that trope that people say constantly whenever Venice happens, ah, uh, Venice type thing. I think even the Spider-Man Far From Home even does it at one yeah. point. Um, but Indy is uh, exiting the plane with Brody, and they're talking about because um, uh, Donovan told him that they were going to be looking for some sort of, like, Dr. Schneider. He was going to be able to 
what they presumed was a he was going to be able to help them along and figure out what happened to their fa- his right. father. Right, and Donovan um, had an apartment set up for them mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, whatever so, they need, Donovan will be yeah, covering. Basically, Donovan was like, "I'm fund, I'm funding everything. Like, just go find this doctor who was helping your father. Yes, and they will help you as well." Mm-hmm. Uh, they land in Venice, like we just said, and as they're trying to figure out who this Doctor Schneider is, Brody doesn't know, Indy doesn't know. We then hear this woman's voice yell for Dr. Jones. He turns around, and it's uh, Dr. Uh, Elsa Schneider, and she's the uh, woman that was working with uh, uh, Jones Sr. whenever he disappeared. And she, they're walking through Venice and stuff, and he grabs her a rose, puts it on her like lapel area where like the button is on the collar mm-hmm. and shit. And she's telling them, like, yeah, we were in this library, and your father told me to go look up something, and when I came back, he was, he was gone. gone. Uh, all that was left was this like little like patch of paper that he scribbled like seven, ten, and like thirteen on or some shit like that. We're not sure what it is, and he's looking at the little uh, like chunk of paper, and not sure what the hell they're talking. It's about. Roman numerals. Uh, Doctor Schneider takes him to this library, and then he's like, "This is a library. It looks like a converted church." And uh, Doctor Schneider's like, "You're partly right. It was a church at one point. It has now been converted into a library." And there, and you see this like fucking like inside of this like library, and it's fucking just beautiful, like just sea of books and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they see in one of the I can't remember the actual type of glass that it is. A, a glass with like the image on it, stained glass, St- stained glass. That's it. I for some reason I was blanking from my fucking mind, but they see like a stained glass or like some sort of like medieval. No, it's a uh, Jesus. Um, I think he's being stabbed in the side, and the blood is coming. Uh, into the cup. Into the cup. Um, the lore of the Holy Grail. Um, and we see these like three numbers underneath. 10, 7, and 13. Uh, and he sees like two pillars have 7 and 13. They don't know where 10 is. So they all start looking around. And he looks at the floor and quickly realizes there's something here. So he climbs up to the next floor, looks down, and there's a giant 10 on the floor. And he's like, Which, marks if the you spot. know Roman numerals... 10 is X. X. And he's like, oh, look at that. X did mark the spot. Um, they get back down, and they start... Now it's time for my favorite fucking... Talk about the old man. Gaff <laughs> in the whole fucking movie. Um, they, they're trying to peel up the 10, and they can't... They realize that they can, they can't get move underneath one it. of the panels of some sort. Like, just lift it up right, in some but manner. They can't, they but they can't, can't get grab it. it. So Indy grabs a stanchion, yeah. which is right next to it, and... Times hitting it perfectly with a man, the librarian, who is stamping books back in. And so every time the man stamps, you hear a loud clang from Indiana Jones, and the dude just looks bewildered at, like, that's not the noise this makes. (laughs) And it's just so fucking funny. Because it's played so straight. Like, it's... It's... Well, it keeps cutting back to Indy. Like, did anybody else? Yeah, like, looking around, like, okay, nobody's really paying attention. The old man's like, maybe I'm being too rough. And you see him just trying different techniques on uh, stamping and shit. But it's just, it's not, it's the same thing every time. And then the final time, whenever they actually break through it, it's a different type of sound where, obviously, the same, like, clunk, but also, like, things crashing and shit. And at that final time, he looks at it and just places it down. And just sets it down. (laughs) It's like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, they break through. Uh, they remove the one panel. Uh, Elsa's like, "No, I'll go first, and then you come." Lower me, me down. So she does. 
They get down in. They're exploring it a bit, and it's just like cobwebs, dead, uh, yeah, old dead bodies. Literally, as it. soon as they get through, they land on a pile of Bones. human remains. Yes. Uh, and as they're going through, you see all the like, different markings on the wall. To be fair, in for any of our like American listeners, that's mm. like, oh, that's so crazy! Like, don't bury them six feet down. And blah 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 blah. And for people in like Paris with the catacombs and stuff, like it's just meh. That's that's nature. Oh, that and all of Europe is where civilization began. Right. I mean, yeah, all, where fucking like the Renaissance period was taking place, medieval era, all that. Roman era, obviously, like you would find bones all over the fucking place. Although um, I don't know that it would be that close to the surface. I, I doubt it either. There's some, but anyway, for movie reasons, it is. Oh, I I don't know if you noticed this, but when they're hammering into the ground, the axe is gone. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. I don't know why. It might have cost too much to N- put the axe on. Maybe. I don't know. It was just odd. I, I thought it, we were at a different place, or maybe they removed it, or I missed something. I don't know. But as they were hammering into the ground, I was like, where's the X? It's completely gone. Uh, anyway, yeah, as they're exploring the cave, we see all this, like, drawings and shit. And then at one point, we see the Ark of the Covenant, uh, like, etched on the side of the wall. And Elsa's like... Well, you see, like, uh, pagan symbols. Mm-hmm. They say they're pagan symbols. Yeah. And that the church would have, like, made their own tunnels and stuff for their dead bodies. Right, right. And then he's like, yeah, and they keep walking until they see the Ark of the Covenant. Um, Elsa's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And we all know that, yes, he's which, very much sure. Which, it was, uh, for Indy's timeline, he's just a few few years removed at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, they explore a little bit more, and then they come across like this. An X on the wall. Is it an X on the yeah. wall? Uh, so Indy starts bashing at it, uh, and uh, he's like, you know what? I need to give this a little bit more force. And he just runs right through it, um, basically tumbling shoulder, on the other yeah, side. Shoulder checks it, and uh, all those stones crumble from his force. He goes through it, like basically tumbling in the water. He smells something; something's going on, and he realizes he touches some of the water. He realizes, oh, this is oil that's down here with this water and everything. Um, he grabs like a like a femur of some sort, and, like wraps it in like old cloth, dips it in the water, and lights it on fire. And he's got his own torch and shit. Um, as they're walking through, we see like just like a sea of fucking rats all over the place throughout the uh, yeah, tombs rats and whatnot everywhere. Um, and then they get to the main area with like like I think it's like six coffins. A few of the coffins have broken apart, and like the uh, like lids of the coffins are like floating in the water and shit. Um, but we've seen like the main one up on a raised like pedestal area, and they're like, it's got to be that one. I mean, oh, we should also mention that Donovan tells him that there's two markers. For the covenant, the one that he has, which is the tablet, mm-hmm. and then one that the um, uh, the knight Templar mm-hmm. um, had in his possession, yes. that was buried in his tomb. Right. So they're they're searching they're looking for, for his tomb. tomb yes. Of uh, we so should also mention uh, as they're exploring this final area, they cut back to Brody looking down the hole, wondering what the hell's going on. Like two or three men with fezes come up and just knocking the fuck yeah. out. He gets he gets knocked the fuck out by the fez patrol. Right. Um. Uh. They then descend into the hole. We then cut back to Indiana Jones and Elsa, and they're basically like this last like coffin raised up on this pedestal. It's got to be our knight that passed away centuries ago. Um. So they open it and they are right. They, they it's this dead body with like this like shield over it with this uh, similar etchings on it as the tablet that Donovan had showed him. 
he quickly takes out um, uh, some paper and basically does that that leaf thing charcoal, you did in uh, charcoal rubbing, right? Uh, something the, similar. To that you did leaf in thing you did in Boy Scouts, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Don't take it back there, Greg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but they quickly uh, do that, and then um, it cuts back to the Fez guys, and I think they see that they've found the the rest of the inscription, and they quickly are like, "Fuck this!" and they light the entire. I guess, oily water on fire. Um, we see it just starting to build up and build up and build up. And Indy's like, which brings me to another problem. I know why it happens for story reasons, but right. you see the cloth torch that Indy is carrying just continuously dropping little droplets of fire. Yeah, yeah I know. So he would have already lit the place on fire yeah, yeah. well before. Yeah. I don't think it would work that way. Just you would have to have the right element of more oil than water and it looks like there's a decent amount of water on the surface so you just lighting something wouldn't be enough well right but that's what they do they i know i know they that's drop I a it, match it wouldn't be enough indy i'm trying to uh, the parallel is that indy just put his uh, the the femur with the cloth into the thing but my guess is that the oil is resting on the bottom of the water and that he basically like jabbed it in there, rubbed it in the oil and shit, and then lit it on fire. He didn't just like try to oh, light a match okay. on the surface. That would be my guess. That's they don't explain any of this in the movie. This was just my uh, rationale watching this because uh, whatever story reasons, everything gets lit yeah. on fire. Ryan, Indy sees all the rats starting to scurry away from where the fire is coming from. Indiana Jones quickly fucking deduces like somebody has lit something on fire. And they're about to fucking be lit on fire as well. Uh, they knock over the coffin that the old knight was in. It goes into the water, and they basically create the, like this pocket of air with this coffin, right? Because it's Which like you've resting also on the seen surface. in like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Um, and it's just like a pocket of air with a limited amount of air and shit. And they get under the water. Uh, they dive into the water, pop up on the uh, other side of the coffin, inside Indy, it. Inside it, Indy tells her to wait here. We see all the rats starting to freak the fuck out. They're scurrying into the fucking coffin that she's in. They're pulling out her hair and shit. She's freaking the fuck out. Indy dives into the water, and I can't... I think he's just looking for a way out yeah. at this point, but he doesn't... It's not back the same way. No, it's a different way he finds. Yeah, it's a different way. Um, He pops back into it. Uh, She's freaking out with all the rats and shit. He tells her, like, I found a way. They dive out, and they exit through, like, a sewer drain of some sort near, like, this, like, picnic... A, a nice restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the middle of the restaurant. In the middle of uh, the restaurant. And um, he gets out and says, ah, Venice. <laughs> he says it again. Um, but then the guys in Fez's see this. And Indy sees them seeing uh, the Fez guys. Seeing them. Seeing them. Um, they start booking it. The Fez guys start booking it after them. And it's just a, 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 a big like set chase scene of them going through different parts of the city um, them jumping over gondolas and shit like that. And then they see a, a couple of speedboats. They jump in. Uh, the Fez guys chase after them, j- jumping in the same uh, type of speedboat. And it's just them uh, speedboating through the uh, waters of Venice and shit. And then at one point, uh, uh, one of the Fez guys jumps on the back of their speedboat as they're escaping and shit. And he's dealing with him. And then we have uh, like this like medium-sized giant boat and this like huge-ass giant boat. Uh, coming close together, and we see like these like little like tugboats, uh, tugboats of sorts, like pushing the smaller boat against the bigger ship area. And as uh, this like gap starts to get smaller and smaller, Indy yells, "No, don't go in between them!" 
Alistair's like, what do you mean go in between them? You want me to go in between them? She starts gunning it right in between them. Indy finishes the guy. He's like, no, I said don't go in between them. And I was just like, I thought you said to go in between that type of thing. Um, Indy takes one, control of the speedboat. One boat. boat of Fez guys chases them through. Yes, continues falling the other, through. The other goes around the long right. way. Um, and Indy and Elsa narrowly escape being crushed, but the speedboat chasing after them does not, and it gets crushed and explodes, Ryan. Yep. For movie ran- reasons, Ryan. Because we need, we need action on the screen. Right. Uh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, the other boat that was chasing after them yeah, went around, and as they exit, the other boat is right there, right behind them, chasing after them. Um, and then this With guy. With three Fez guys. I thought it was just the two. No, there's three. Um, but it's the main Fez guy with the mustache yep. and everything. And I thought it was just one of the guys dri- driving the boat because he grabs like. Oh, like, you know what? You might, you might be right. I think, I think there was only two. He grabs this like big ass like M5 type gun and just starts unloading on the fucking boat and shit. And it hits it a few times and it, you see the boat starting to smoke and shit. It's slowing down. Uh, and he sees the bad guys coming up. The gun is empty at this point. Uh, and and he, they jump onto the boat. Yeah, Indy jumps onto the boat. We see Elsa go off to the side, trying to figure out how to start this boat back up or some shit. Well, they're they're on the boat. Indy takes out the one guy driving the boat and then starts tussling with the other guy. Well, right. Um, the the boat with the Fez guys yeah, are yeah. pushing them towards a giant a giant propeller. propeller. Yeah, I was getting to that. Um, and Indy jumps over to their boat to give Elsa the opportunity to back away. And I also think, like, to figure out what's going on with the boat. Yeah. it's still smoking at this yeah. point. And to figure out what's going on with the boat. Mm. And he dispatches the driver and then is talking to the main guy, beats him up a little bit. Trying to get information And then him. is basically holding him. In place. In place as the boat is being pulled towards this propeller. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, you know, where's my dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the Fez guy is like, you look, if you get us both out of here, I'll tell you where your dad is. Uh, I'm prepared to die. Are you? And then Indy's like, no, no, I'm not. And he tosses the Fez guy into their boat because Elsa had just pulled up right behind them at that point. Half the boat is gone at this point. It's being chopped up by the propeller. Um, he tosses the Fez guy into the boat. He goes in after, and then we see the rest of the boat just get pulled in into the propeller. They go speedboating off. Um, the guy, the Fez guy, is basically explaining everything to Indy. Like, I'm, uh, I think I wrote it down, but I can't remember. Brotherhood of the uh, Crusoe. Cruciform sword is the 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 Fez guys are part of the Brotherhood of the Cruciform sword. And it's basically, I know this is it, it's derived from Indiana Jones, the but if you've secret. ever seen the uh, the Mummy movie, movies, yeah, uh, Oded Fair's character, yeah, the secret sect that is protecting sworn to protect the X whatever X yeah is. whatever it may be um, the mummy and the mummy or the the city of the dead in yeah. the mummy. Um, what is it? Amonkhet? Oh, Himotep. In the mummy? Yeah. You talk about the mummy's name? Himotep. No, not the mummy's name. The mummy's name is Imhotep. Yeah. But the name of the city of the dead, I believe, is Amonkhet. Is it? I'm not sure. I believe. I watched the mummy not long ago. Okay. I think so. But I'm, I'm not 100%. Anyway, that doesn't really have any bearings <laughs> That movie to derives movie. a lot of its mythos from Indiana Jones. So. Right. Well, I mean, it's... It's the most set recent in, comparison I can come yeah, up with. Yeah, set in history right. with, uh, with characters that are similar. Archetypes similar to Indiana Jones. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he tell, the 
this fast guy tells Indiana Jones like he is meant there to protect anybody from going down the path of finding the Grail to prevent them from doing that. Um, and then he's like, look, uh, I didn't take your father. I don't know who took your father, but I know he's being held at... Um, and I didn't write it down. Um, some castle. Some castle in Germany. Uh, like outside of... Uh, Frankfurt, I believe. Frankfurt, or one of the German, like major German cities that we would all know, but I can't remember. It's not Berlin, because they go to Berlin later on in the movie. Um, and it basically fucks off. He's like, uh, thank you for saving my life. Bye, see ya. Uh, we then cut to Indiana Jones and Marcus Brody in the uh, apartment uh, place because they, they go into room to room. I guess the apartment complex that he owns that Donovan rented yeah. to Indiana Jones, and they're talking about what happened and uh, the etchings that Indy was able to uh, uh, rub onto this like tissue paper. And they're basically talking about what's going on. They talk about the notes that his father has in the journal, and they deduce that the Holy Grail is in the city of Andretta uh, through the Crescent uh, Canyon, Crescent Moon Canyon or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, and they figure out where to go and everything. That was the last piece of the, uh, the his puzzle. Dad, his dad had a map that led to the final resting place of the Grail. Mm. He was able to deduce what it meant like through the deserts, through the... Uh, mountains through the valley of the crescent moon yeah, yeah. to the final resting place of the grail but he didn't have the all important starting point right and they deduce what the starting point is based on the etchings that uh indy was able to uh find tell uh and he tells uh marcus to go meet or, sala yeah to get a hold of sala and head that way he's going to go save his dad right uh, Indy exits Brody's room and goes into his room, and his room is destroyed. ransacked, just completely destroyed. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on, um, and he hears music coming from Elsa's room. He goes into Elsa's room. In her main like bedroom area, it's destroyed as well. He knocks on her bathroom door, goes into the bathroom, and she's just listening to music and doing whatever she was doing in the bathroom and didn't notice that someone ransacked her room. Um, there, she's trying to figure out who it could have been. She didn't notice anybody. They go into Indy's room and they're having this like back and forth about Indy being too arrogant type shit like that. And, uh, Indy saying, uh, I didn't think you were that type of woman. Or he tells her that they've deduced yes, what the and starting that. point was and that he has his father's journal. Yes. Uh, because they were looking for this and she, or he holds it up and she's like, that's your father's journal. Mm. He's like, yeah, I fucking know, bitch. <laughs> Right. And she's like, you were keeping it from me? You were hiding it from me? And he's like, I didn't know you. Right. So I was doing things my way, and until I get my dad back, I'm going to keep doing things my way. Yes. And then grabs her and kisses her. Right. Um, and they have this back and forth of sexual innuendo, and it's... Well, no, not even like sexual innuendo. It's just like... Well, innuendo is not directly pointing to it. It's not like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. He's basically telling well, her, I'm going to fuck you, but well, without no, there, telling her, there I'm going to fuck you. There wasn't you. even any, like... Innuendo, though. Like, it was more like... Like, he kisses her and she breaks it off. She's like, how dare you? I hate forward men. (laughs) Right. And he's like, well, I'm going to be a forward man. (laughs) And then... Uh, He said, no, he said, I don't like fast women. Or, yeah, I don't like fast women. And then kisses her again. (laughs) Yes. And then fucking lays her down and goes, ah, Venice. (laughs) Yes. Uh, she pulls him back in. Because I know, you know, whenever I'm getting busy, 
the first thing that comes to my mind is to go, ah, oh, wherever uh, I'm at. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Dover. <laughs> right. um, uh, we then cut to uh, Elsa in Indy outside of this small town, outside of some sort of like major German city. And we get like a cut scene of them traveling to this uh, outside, this small little town that his father's being held at. Um, it's the same thing we've seen anytime we see Indiana Jones travel in any of his movies with the map uh, superimposed over the actual image and shit and the line being uh, drawn and whatnot. Uh, Indy arrives. Um, he uh, finally suits up completely with the leather jacket and the fedora, everything. Um, and, and immediately fucking takes it off. And immediately takes it off, yes. Uh, but she, he's telling Elsa, like, I got to go in there. I got to rescue my father. And Elsa's like, well, how are you going to get in? What's your plan? Yeah. And Indy... Tells her, I don't know, and then holds a beat and looks at her and looks at this weird dopey hat that she has on. And then we cut to... <laughs> it's not a weird dopey hat. It's got a name. Weird dopey hat. That's its name. No. Weird dopey hat. It's a beret. It's a weird dopey hat. It's it's a beret. <laughs> it's what French people wear. <laughs> it's a weird dopey or, hat. Or artists, which is how he... Yeah, the Marcel Marceau part, uh, type people. Yeah. Like uh, mimes and shit. Yeah. Or, and, I mean, like, high... Like highfalutin members of the art community, right, right. I I know what the hat is. It's like a weird, dopey-looking hat. Quote unquote, edgy artists. Uh, the point of a hat is to protect you from the elements, if you will. Although, in the '30s, I don't know that it was used by like hips. I don't know that hipster artists existed back then. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess all artists are kind of hipstery. I guess a little, or. That's another movie that I need to watch. Going, <laughs> going way off the rails <laughs> yeah. with uh, with art and stuff. Uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. It's a it's a horror movie yeah, yeah, based yeah, on. Yeah. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, on based it. on like art and stuff, killing yeah. people. Yeah. I've been meaning ways. to watch it, but I just so, didn't. It just because we were talking about artists and yeah, yeah. like them being like, oh how gauche, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yes, and, and art being edgy and stuff just reminded me of that. Anyway, um, but yeah, Indy, we hear a knock on the door, and like a butler approaches the door, opens it, and in storms, I, from lack of better words, Scottish Indy. I yeah, and it's a really good. I'm not Scottish. I don't know any Scottish people, but from my point of view, it's a pretty good Scottish accent. It's not terrible. It. More kind of sounds like a Welsh person uh, maybe. than a Scottish person. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Um, but uh, yeah, he passes himself off as like some sort of artist that is coming to look at the draperies. No, the tapestries. The tapestries. <laughs> the tapestries. That's right. The tapestries. <laughs> and he's like berating this butler. He's like, what do you mean? Look at the tapestries. And Harrison Ford is like, yeah, the tapestries. You have tapestries. This is a castle. This is a castle. You have tapestries, don't you? <laughs> and he's like, yes, of course we have tapestries. But if you're a Scottish lord, then I'm fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and, and he just looks at Elsa. He's like, he's a what? And then just punches the butler, <laughs> knocking him the fuck out. Uh, uh, Indy gets out of Elsa's clothes and we should also mention Elsa is in Indy's clothes with the fedora yeah. and the leather jacket and everything he's in he's in uh, not in all of her clothes he's got the beret, beret on, and, then and then the coat on the coat had. on with but like, like a draped. single a single button buttoned at his neck but yes. then draped looking open. very posh if you will for like 1930s type bullshit Indy and Elsa are back in their proper clothes they're on like a like a foyer 
overlook type balcony area, balcony type thing. It, I'm not An sure how this balcony. Yeah, I'm not sure how this house is structured, but they're like in some they're looking over railing of some sort down into a, another area of the castle and they just see just Nazis doing Nazi everywhere. Shit. Just doing Nazi shit, uh, going through communiques, talking over radio shit like that and we just hear uh, we cut to Indiana Jones and he's just like Nazi. Nazis. I hate these guys. Uh, they start walking down, further down the hallway. Uh, they approach a door. Indy looks at the door a bit. He's like, I bet my father's in that room. Yeah, my dad's in that room. And Elsa's like... And uh, then starts to walk away, and she's like, well, if he's in this one, why are we walking away? He's like, because that one's wired. Yes, and he points to the, I guess, explosives or alarm system or something that... They don't really explain what it's wired yeah, with. What it, yeah, they, we just see wires coming out of the door into some sort of like box. Assume, uh, presumably, probably on an alarm, probably not an explosive right. sort, but probably on an alarm. He goes into the room next to where his father's being held, uh, goes to the far end, opens the window, all this rain and shit's coming in. He basically tells Elsa to stay here. Uh, I'm going to go get my father. This is very uh, rudimentary it's stuff. Easy as pie. Yes. Uh, we see him take out the whip. It, and use it in a way that whips don't work. Right. Uh, he whips it. It wraps around. It like, wouldn't be an Indiana Jones movie if it didn't happen, though, because it's right. happened in every single one. Right. It's iconic far. Indiana Jones where he uses the whip in an impractical way. Uh, he swings over to basically one side. As a, basically as a rope. Right. He swings over to one side, catches himself, and then swings to the window that his dad is presumably at, crashes through. Um, Stands he, up and is immediately brained by a fucking vase yes uh he's a bit concussed we then see uh sean connery step into frame and it's senior henry senior it's the iconic sean connery at this point he was james bond he was the highland i don't think he was highlander yet i think early 90s when he was a highlander at this i point. honestly don't remember when highlander came out we're gonna have to do those movies yeah we will movie. oh I, god and after the first so one so much they, fucking christopher lambert after that first uh, movie, it gets real fucking uh, shitty. Like, uh, obviously, Highlander is a bit like '90s yeah. lore type bullshit, but every Highlander after the first Highlander just gets shittier and shittier and shittier. But we will eventually get to those movies. Um, the only thing that pisses me—I mean, we can get to it in depth whenever we get to it—but the movie Highlander, yeah, Christopher Lambert plays a Scottish person, yes. And Sean Connery yes. plays a Spaniard. Yes. <laughs> ah! I know. <laughs> you have a Scottish guy. Why not have the Scottish guy play a Scot? But I mean, I understand why they did it for the for the lore because the they Highlander lived for centuries. Well, the Highlander was also a TV show, mm. and Christopher Lambert played the titular or the titular role mm. in the the TV show, if I'm not mistaken, I or he plays, remember. he plays the same character in the movies right. that he played in the TV show. Okay. So, and back in the nineties, that was a big fucking deal. But I have a, cause for the longest time, right, you couldn't, you couldn't replace an actor for the longest time. You, you had your TV world and you had your movie world. You had movie actors go to TV land, but they rarely went from TV land to fucking movie world because for some reason there's some sort of like weird hierarchy that Hollywood decided to institute where if you were on TV, that was like low rent acting. Yeah. And if you were in the movies, that was the big leagues, all that shit. And it was just bullshit. Obviously, nowadays, that, that line is blurred completely. Yeah, because there's no well, there's with the streaming, no line. Yeah, with streaming and everything like that, there is no line at this point. Um, but yeah, that was a big deal in the 90s for have that character jump from the TV to the movies type shit. 
Uh, back to this movie, Sean Connery just beat the shit out of his son. His son is a bit... Uh, Which, nobody, I guess nobody asked him about that, but he probably would have been okay with that, too. Right. Up to a certain age, right? <laughs> or with an open hand. Right. Or a bag of oranges. <laughs> That's another actor. But yeah, Valencia oranges. <laughs> um, don't... You have a connection to that one, too, don't you? Being beaten as a child? Yes, I do. Do we need to get into that right now? Right? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> the actor, Greg. <laughs> oh, Clark Gable. Yes, he's like a third or fourth cousin or some shit like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, the Indian told you not to tell. <laughs> and now we're full circle. Back to Indiana Jones. Right. He brains him with a fucking <laughs> Ming vase. Yes. Or what he presumes is a Ming ba- vase. Uh, he's a bit uh, a bit sad about he's the He's like, idea. oh, I, I destroyed this artifact. Uh, and then he quickly... Did, and Indy thinks he's talking about himself. Indy thinks he, he's sad that he hit his son with a vase. Right. Um, and no, it's Indy Sr. or uh, Henry talking about this vase. And he's like, oh, you know what? Everything's okay. And he's like, look. <laughs> it's counterfeit. Yes. Look at the uh, cross-section we have here. Yeah, it's counterfeit. Um, and then uh, they Tosses go, it and... Shatters the rest more, and he's like "Mm, quiet. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. And then the Nazis come in through the door. They're also talking. Him and Henry are having a conversation about why Indy is there. Oh yeah, Indy's like, look, I'm here to save save you. you. Why else would I be here? And then as they're having that conversation, then the Germans come in. Well, they he asks him what the Germans want, and he's Mm -hmm. like, my journal, obviously. Which is why I sent it to you. So to get it as far as far, away, as from far away from me as I could. Uh, yeah, and then they come in, and then uh, they're like, uh, "We want the journal, Doctor Jones." And Henry's like, "I already sent that away." No, they say Doctor Jones, and they both yes. Yeah, <laughs> and Indy's like, he he's not saying anything because Henry's like, "Look, my son would not be stupid enough to bring the one journal I sent away from me to bring it back to me." And uh, Indy's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of like everything that you've ever seen where like somebody's like, there's a, there's another perfect scene of this in, uh, the TV show Archer Hmm. where, uh, like Archer is with his stepdad basically. And they're up again. Like they get a, a ride from this trucker who then turns out is like a fucking weirdo. And, like, takes them to a basically the set of a snuff film. <laughs> and, like, all these truckers are wearing lingerie and stuff. And they're all, like, holding, like, bike chains and shit. And they're going to beat the hell out of them. And Archer's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I see everybody's got all these weapons and stuff. But does anybody have one of these? And he holds up a gun. And he points it at him. He's like, so you guys could just keep doing what you're doing. But... We're going to go. And the dad's like, no, fuck that. Shoot him. <laughs> and he's like, we don't have time. Like, let's just go. He's like, what are you out of bullets? And he was out of bullets. So it's one of those things like, uh. <laughs> uh yeah. And then Indiana Jones reveals that he does, in fact, have the journal. Henry's a bit pissed about this idea. He's like, why would the hell would you bring it back here? I sent it away so it wouldn't be in the hands of the Germans. 
or Nazis, I think is what he says. Um, and in, they start squabbling back and forth. One of the German soldiers comes up and starts approaching him. Indy quickly punches him in the face, grabs the gun. How does goes, he do it? Ah, shit. I've been so good. I've been yeah. early on until now. It's yeah. nothing. You've only said it a couple of times. What have I? I thought it was just at the beginning and right now. I don't. You, you I know I've said like, um a few you times. You said it like two or three times, but not as many as not I, as not anywhere near as many as you normally <laughs> right. do. Uh, and he grabs the gun and just mows down the rest of the guards and shit. And Henry's like, "What did you do? Why did you?" And he just grabs his father. He's like, come on. They go to the other room that Indy and Elsa were in. They go into the room. Uh, Indy yells Elsa. And as they enter the room, Elsa has a gun to her neck uh, being held at her by another German soldier. Uh, so it's the main the main lead yeah, German the guy. German general. Right. Uh, he, he will come up later on several times. Um, we then... Indy is has his gun with him and he's pointing it at the German soldier the general German's guy. like, I'm going to fucking shoot her. And Henry, Indy, Indiana senior is like, good, go for it. She's a <laughs> She's Nazi. A Nazi. <laughs> and Indy's not listening to a word his father's saying. He's just not, he's more worried about Elsa than anything. And he keeps pressing the gun harder and harder into Elsa's neck. And, uh, right when it looks like he's about to fire around into Elsa's head, uh, and he's like, fine, tosses the gun to the guy. And then we see Elsa get released by the German general. She slowly walks up, looks, looks at Indy, says, I'm sorry. He says, you have nothing to be sorry about. She then pulls the journal out of his uh, like uh, satchel thing. Out of his pocket. Uh, is it out of his yeah, pocket? I'm not his sure. pocket and his jacket. Uh, and then smiles and slowly backs away. And we get the reveal that she is a Nazi dun, as well. Dun, dun! <laughs> um, Dad was telling the truth. Uh, yes. And uh, then we cut to them tied up. Them tied up. No, no, no. They're not tied up just yet. They're in like this, like that main room. They end up getting tied up and their hands up. Oh, that's and right. And we get the reveal, another reveal that Donovan is also a Nazi. That's uh, right. He's the benefactor working with the Nazis, uh, trying to find the Holy Grail and all that. Um, they then uh, start. <laughs> and we also get another funny thing. Um, Indiana, Indiana Jones is like. Dad, how did you know she was a Nazi? Uh, He's like, oh, it's easy. She talks in her sleep. (laughs) And then you get the realization that she not only slept with With Indiana Jones, she slept with Henry Jones Sr. (laughs) as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so she's a fast woman, like Indy said. (laughs) Indy just kind of looks at his dad and he's like, what can I say? Ships in the night. Uh, yeah, Donovan and all of them are like, look, we've won. We've got the map to uh, the Holy Grail and all that. They start thumbing through the journal, and they realize, oh, shit. There's pages missing. Fucking shit's missing. Where the hell is it? And they're like, and, where's, Indy's like, where's the map? Indy smirks, and he's like, you don't think I would have all the journal with me at this particular moment? And he uh, talks up his friend Brody, and Henry's like, Brody's a fucking idiot. What are you doing? He's going to, they're going to find him real fucking quick. He's an idiot. Well, no, Donovan says that. Uh. Donovan's like, we just have to find Brody, mm. and then we'll have everything. And Indy's like, fat chance you'll have Brody. <laughs> He's a master of disguises. Disguises. <laughs> he knows every local custom and culture. He'll blend in seamlessly. You'll never be able to yeah. find him. What was he'll 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 blend in seamlessly? No, he'll appear and then disappear within like the same or something along those lines where it was like very menacing like this is not the Brody we just saw <laughs> um like 
you haven't seen what Brody is capable of. <laughs> yes. He is a master of disguise. Cut to. <laughs> Cut to Brody. <laughs> he's in this, like, uh, Hattay uh, uh, country, and he's just a bumbling fool with, like, chicken feathers all <laughs> over the place. Does anyone speak English? <laughs> we see Sala come up to him. He's like, oh, yes, come here, come here, come here. Um, Brody, Brody, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> He's basically trying to talk up Sala, uh, tell him what's going on. Sala and him are then approached by two clearly looking German motherfuckers. They don't have like swastikas or anything, but they they are fucking, fucking German. Clicks his heels and <laughs> like bows. <laughs> yes. The whole nine yards. Uh, tells him that he's got the ride here. We're from the museum of like Itchichen or some shit like that. Yeah, the city that they're in. Right, and uh, Salah's like, there is no city or museum of Itchichin or whatever the fuck. And he he, the, I, he says this as the German guys are walking away, basically whispering it yeah. to Brody. Brody's like, what? And then uh, the German guy turns around. He's like, papers. Uh, and Salah wh- whips like, out a newspaper. Oh, yes, I have papers. Run. Yes, and the entire time while he's trying to like talk up and he's tr- secretly trying to say run, and Brody's like, what, what? What? And he's like, look at the paper, and like punches the German guy through the paper and shit. And he yells at him, run! run! <laughs> Which uh, he finally does as Sala takes on the other guy mm-hmm. and then stops like right at the edge <laughs> of the fight to watch. And after Sala dispatches of those two, he then grabs Brody and they're <laughs> running through the crowd trying to get away from these Germans he sees- before they recover. Sala sees like this corridor that Brody can run down and hide into. He tells Brody to run down there. Uh, it has like this ramp up into this area. He automatically thinks of some sort of like crawl space that he could uh, hide. Right. In. But he and as Brody he pushes, runs in. As he pushes him in, he turns around ready to face the Nazis again. <laughs> yes. And two people raise the gate on the back of the truck and lock <laughs> it. And you just see Sala standing there, turn around and look as the truck drives away. <laughs> and there's a Nazi, or the swastika yeah, on the, the back of it. Yeah, the swastika on the back. So clearly the Nazis have inadvertently gotten Brody. <laughs> uh, cut back to, now they're uh, tied to the chairs and shit. That's right. Elsa, Donovan, and that main uh, German general are like, whoa, whoa, whoa find Brody real f- uh, quick. No issues whatsoever. Um, and Elsa's like, this is how we say goodbye in Austria, Indiana. Um, uh, well, she no, also, she's like, she's like, I'd like to thank you mm-hmm. for a wonderful time. And Sean Connery is like, oh, yes, I had a wonderful time too. Uh, thinking she's talking to him. He turns around, like does like this weird, awkward turn around. He's like, oh no, she's talking to Indiana. Um, and then she says, this is how we say goodbye in Austria. Kisses him a long while, walks away. And the main German general guy's like, this is how we say goodbye in Germany. And then punches, punches Indiana in the face. Jones. Uh, whenever he does punch Indiana Jones, he knocks his head, the back of his head into his father's fucking head. They both are basically concussed at this point. <laughs> I prefer the Austrian way. <laughs> yes. uh, they exit the room. Uh, Which, I don't know, is that is that an indication that maybe he's a little bit biased because he was like, okay, with a dude kissing him? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, we then, uh, Indy is trying to struggle out of it. He's like, I got to figure out a way to get out of this. And he realizes that, oh, shit, I've got a lighter in my pocket. Like, And he asks his dad, can you get to my left jacket pocket, get my lucky lighter out? Um, he pulls it out, and it's a four-leaf clover lighter. His father strikes it. Tries to awkwardly bring it behind him, drops it, and then all hell breaks loose. I think he kicks it across the room, too. Well, he, he tries to grab it with his foot and inadvertently 
kicks it a little bit further away, which then everything lights fucking the, lights on fire. Lights the drapes on fire. He's like, uh, Junior, <laughs> not now, I'm thinking. <laughs> Junior, this is important. Yeah. Doing the same thing that Indy was doing to him. All right. Uh, and then he finally tells Indiana Jones, like, look, the floor's on fire. And Indy's, like, freaking out. And he's like, now the chair's on fire. <laughs> Indy's freaking out. Now the table's on fire. <laughs> now the curtains are on fire. Everything's on fire. <laughs> and all oh, mass panic fucking breaks out. Like, this entire room is engulfed in flame very shortly. And the German wants to kill yes. Indy. Um, we then cut back to... Because they, they keep them alive because they're like, we don't know if we'll find Brody or not. But if we don't, we'll keep them. And we'll just in case, because we'll need... Yes. Uh, we then cut to uh, Donovan in his car uh, with um, Elsa. No, Elsa has gone ahead because... She, she's going to Germany, I believe, she's with going, the journal. She's going to Berlin. Berlin, Berlin that's what Because... Um, the Fuhrer wants yeah, her there. Yeah, the Fuhrer wants her there. And they tell her to go ahead and take the journal because at this point it's useless to them. But it's got a lot of stuff about the Grail in it, mm-hmm. so we can talk can to show, the Fuhrer about yeah, the progress. Yeah, you can show your moment. progress ahead of schedule. So she leaves in a different car. Uh, Donovan exits through, uh, enters the car as he exits the castle and everything. And as he does, whenever he sits down, we have a German like lackey come in, hands him a communique, tells him that they have the, uh, Marcus Brody at this point, and then another German like lackey comes in, hands him another communique. And he gets word from the Fuhrer that we no longer need uh, Indiana and Henry Jones. And uh, Donovan's like, looks like the Third Reich has declared war on the Jones boys or some shit like that. Uh, the main German guy that wanted to kill the Jones guys basically laughs with Donovan. Donovan peels away. We just see him like sinisterly smile and shit like that. Cut to where the Jones boys are and everything's, everything's on fire. fucking fire. Um <laughs> Just everything. Uh, They're in the center of it. They're trying to figure out how to get out of the ropes and not be lit on fire in some manner. Uh, They quickly... Indy... uh, Tells his father to help him hop to the fireplace. fireplace. He's struggling. It seems like he's almost about to get out of the ropes and shit, but he moves his leg, hits some sort of like switch, and the fireplace rotates in place. Does a 360 at this point. Rotates completely, but as they get to the other room... A A la... The bookcase in Young, Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, as it rotates, we then see this like hidden Nazi room with like this German woman looking at a map, uh, telling something in German. Lots, lots of uh, communications. Right. Uh, it turns 360. They end up back in the fire room. Indy's still struggling with the ropes. He hits the switch again. It then does a, like a 180. Stops in that room completely. They're still struggling. We then get the idea that the German woman knows something's going on. She slowly turns around, looks at the two of them, smiles at Indy, and then screams in a very German accent, alarm, alarm. And we see a bunch of other like German soldiers grab guns, start shooting at them as Indy hits the switch, and they turn back around to the fire room. Indy gets out of the ropes at this yep, point. Indy's finally able to free his hands, and which apparently... It's all one rope. Yeah. So as soon as he's, he's able out. to free his hands, yeah. everything is slack, and he just is out of the right. the ropes at this um, point. They're trying to figure out a way. Oh, no. Uh, they realize that the Germans know how to get into that room again because they have their own switch on the other side of that fireplace. Um, it starts to move. They quickly get onto the other side of the fireplace, and uh, as it spins around, the Germans come through the other side, Indy and his father are on the opposite side where the Germans originally were. 
the Germans are like, well, they're not here. The fire's on, fu- the room's on fucking fire. What the fuck? Uh, they spin it back around. And as they do, uh, Indy sees that the room is about to uh, open up to these Germans again. He grabs a bust of the Fuhrer and wedges it in between the fireplace wall and like some sort of like piping on close to it, basically right. trapping the Germans in that room at this point, in the room that's on fire. Um, Indy grabs their stuff and they fucking hightail it out. Um, they get into like, um, like a attic crawl space area. They're not sure what to do or how to get the fuck out of here. It's a dead end. Henry's like, you know what? You know what I always do? I try to sit down and calmly think. Henry sits down in a chair, leans back in it, activates something and like these stairs start to descend. And as, uh, that happens, we see Indy at like the edge that of the top on the, step. Yeah, edge of the top step. And he... Goes tumbling down the fucking yep. uh, spiral staircase, yelling at his father, <laughs> like, what the hell did you do? But they end up uh, in this, like, garage area. Right like, by the river. with Next uh, to the river. Boats. Indy jumps into one of the boats, starts it up, uh, releases the rope from the dock that they're at. Uh, it goes, uh, uh, like, powering away and shit. But uh, right before that happens, Indy uh, is tossed his father's, uh, like, uh, suitcase. Briefcase. And he throws it back at his father. He's like, no, we're not using this. This is a distraction. Uh, he throws it back at his father. The, the boat goes careening away. Uh, we then cut to the Germans coming down that same staircase. Because let's face it, we've already had one uh, boat, boat chase. combat. We so. need something else, Ryan. Yep. Um, and then uh, they're back in that garage area that Indy and Henry were at. And they're nowhere to be found. We see the boat off in the distance, so just driving away. They presume it's them, them. in the boat. They jump into the boat, and I swear to Christ, if they would have just waited three seconds, right? Yep. Three whole seconds, those Germans would have fucking went off into the river, and then Indy and them could have fucking just drove off into the countryside of Germany. But no, they had to fucking book it right away. They come crashing out of a fucking uh, crate with a motorcycle in it, and the Germans see them right the fuck away. They start uh, hightailing out of it, uh, out of this like German-occupied uh, area. And then we see a bunch of German soldiers jump on bikes as well and start chasing after them. But all they had to do was wait three fucking seconds, and this wouldn't have been a thing, Ryan. Yep. Um, and then it's just a series of uh, India trying to uh, get these German uh, motorcyclists out of the, the fucking way because they're shooting rounds at them left and right. We see them uh, approach, or India is uh, careening towards a checkpoint at this point. I think, I, how does he take out the checkpoint? I can't remember exactly. He just drives through it. Does he drive through it? Yeah. But whenever he does, something happens to where one of the one uh, of motorcyclists like crash or some shit. No. Okay. So the the bike chase scene starts. Um, there's a there's a path that's diverged. One goes like up a hill, and then the other one's just flat. Indy goes to down the flat one. Two of the bikes follow him. One of the bikes goes up and around mm-hmm. and comes onto the other side of the checkpoint. And drives straight at Indy as he's crashing through. Okay. And Indy grabs um, a flagpole. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it does like uses a javelin. It, uses it as a lance. Mm. And um, like it had a triangle point on the top yeah. of it. And let's just be honest, that German's dead. Yeah, like, yeah. It would have He would have been him. impaled, yeah. not. Just from the the sheer point of that flagpole that he grabbed, um, but yeah, he basically knocks him the fuck Breaks off his it bike, off, and the bike careens into the 
two of the other bikes. Right, and we should also mention he still has them. half the flagpole at this yes. point. Um, and as another German comes, uh, like, uh, like barreling up behind them, basically beside them at this point, he's uh, starting to reach for his gun. Indy quickly comes up with an idea of, like, oh, shit, I've got this pole. There's spokes. He just throws the rest of the pole into the front tire, and we just see this, like, it wouldn't happen this way. And I even think uh, the Mythbusters have even done uh, one of the uh, like this as a myth of some sort. I can't remember exactly what it was, um, but the the bike goes like thirty feet in the air whenever it gets hit. Yes, it wouldn't go that high, but that is exactly what would happen. Oh no, he'd flip end over end, but yeah. I don't think he'd go that fucking high. It was like something like punched him out of the fucking yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah, he got hit with a fucking Ryu uppercut. Yeah, from Street Fighter. It went sailing into the air, flipping end over end. We then cut to uh, like a wide shot of a sign, like a like a fork in the road type sign that says one to Ven- Venice and one to Berlin. And I'm just like, how convenient, Ryan. They have a yeah. sign perfectly matched to where they need to go, the two places that they need to go. Venice, where Brody and all them are, or Berlin, where Henry's journal is. Henry tells Indy to pull the fuck over uh, because he needs to tell him something. Like, he's... Like, I don't want um, uh, my journal to be in the hands of Nazis. So we need to go to Berlin and get the journal back. It's got other things in there uh, besides, besides the, map. the map. It has the three trials that you, uh, someone has to go through. And it has clues and hints at what uh, those three trials may entail. And I wrote down what the three, three trials are. He's like, uh, the first trial is the breath of God. The uh, second one is the word of God. And the third one is the path of God. Uh, and he, he, Andy's like, all right, what were they? And Henry's like, mm, I don't know them. I wrote them down so I wouldn't have to remember them. So I would always have them. And Andy's like, fine. Uh, no, he says, oh, for Christ's sake. And Henry just straight up smacks him. And <laughs> I go back to this is how he probably smacked his wife at some point. Just straight up cracked her in yep, the mouth. Open hand. Um, he cracks Indy. He's like, that's for blasphemy. Indy gets real fucking frustrated. He's like, you know what? This is an obsession and it's not fucking healthy. And... The sooner we get done with all this shit, the better. Um, and he's like, fine, we'll go to Berlin, get your journal, and then we'll go and get uh, try to save Brody in some manner. Uh, we then cut to uh, them at like some sort of like airport bus station area. like like It's like Grand Central, Central Station yeah. area. We see German like Gestapo-looking guys handing out flyers and shit with like Henry's uh, mugshot on it. And I don't think we see Indy's mugshot. No. We just see Henry's mugshot yep. on it. Um, and they're talking to people like, look out for this guy. We see Indy approach uh, a guy in a newspaper. It, he pulls it down. It's Henry. No. Indy's in a long black coat. No, no, no. We, that's, this is them leaving Berlin. Yeah, in the dirigible, in the hot air balloon. Yes, but we haven't got to them leaving Berlin yet. Yeah, this is it. No. They go to Berlin. Oh, first. that's right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we get another they, like they've map. Got, they've got to go yeah. there before they can leave there. Yeah, we we get like another map over the image type scene of them traveling to Berlin. Um, they are now in Berlin. We just see like mass fucking like book burning uh, and shit going on. We just see children throwing bro- books and shit. We see German soldiers being paraded across in front of uh, uh, Hitler and all that. And uh, Mussolini. massive crowds of Mussolini. We see Elsa at one point looking at the books being burnt and shit with just tears in her eyes. Uh, I'm not sure why. We'll find out here in a second. Uh, We then see a body being uh, pulled in behind the uh, bike that they were on. Um, We see Indy come out in full Nazi garb and everything. 
Uh, we see Henry come up beside him, and I can't remember what he says. Uh, we, but then we cut to back to Elsa. Uh, she's walking through like a corridor area, and we see Indy pull, uh, uh, walk up behind her and basically tell her, like, look, where's the fucking journal? Did you throw it in the fire as well with all the other books? And she's like, look, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a Nazi. I'm just using the Nazis. I'm not a fan of book burning. And he's like, I don't believe you. Fuck you. You screwed me over and not in the good. Well, you did fuck me. And then you screwed me over. Uh, And she uh, hands him or no, he rips the uh, journal out of like a pocket of some sort on her. Right. And he 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 basically tells her to go fuck herself. He doesn't care if she tells anybody because he's the fuck out of here. And he's choking her. She tries to entice him to stay and help her find the grail. And he turns around, just straight up grabs her by the throat, and he's like, "It wouldn't take anything for me to all squeeze. I'd have, all I'd have to do is squeeze." And she says, and she says "All I'd have to do is scream." Um, he releases her. He walks out of the like corridor area. He attempts to like, meet right, up with whatever. his father. Fuck off. Uh, but then, like, this crowd of people come bum-rushing off to the side and basically, like, push Indy and his father forward and forward. And we see right behind him uh, Hitler and his group of people coming up right behind him. And people are asking for Hitler's autograph and everything. And then we then get the shot of Indiana Jones meeting Adolf Hitler. And it's just, like, this weird, like, moment of, like, it, Indy's got the journal in his hand. Obviously, Hitler doesn't know what it is. Um, he sees it, takes the journal, opens it, and then just starts writing Adolf Hitler, hands it back to Indy. And Indy's yeah. like, what the fuck? Okay. I just got an autograph. Right. By the worst fucking human being in the world. Um, we then cut to them, and now at this uh, uh, yes. dirigible train bus station like area, Grand Central Station. Um, yeah, they get uh, a few uh, tickets for this thing, and it's just like this massive hot air balloon. Or not hot air balloon, but it's... Uh, Hot air balloons are different from what we see. I can't remember the actual name. It, I, I want to say dirigible, but I know that's not fucking correct. It's something else. It, it's what the Hindenburg was. Zeppelin. Zeppelin. That's it. That's it. Um, I know it was something weird. Um, but we see them uh, uh, entering like the little like uh, basket area underneath the Zeppelin. Um, we also see like a plane attached to it as well. Um, they enter, we then see uh, the main German Nazi guy approach the Zeppelin as well, enter, and he starts asking people for papers. Uh, Indy sees this, um, quickly uh, goes into like the like crew area. Well, I know, he, I said quickly. He follows the... The crew guy. The crew guy, like puts his arm around him. And uh, he exits back into, or enters back into the room, and he's got the guy's outfit on or at least the top yeah, half the on and it's very tight and everything and he's asking people for tickets and everything they hand them to him and then he sees the main german guy ask or approach his father the german guy quickly realizes who this guy is yes i know um <laughs> sometimes i catch on i'm just like whatever fuck it sees henry there reading a newspaper and i can't remember the german he guy recognizes him with haste yes <laughs> yes he um tells henry it's like good to see you uh, air Jones, Jones or something like that. Uh, and as uh, he says that, we see Indy walk up behind the guy. He's like, uh, he says uh, tickets in German. And the Nazi guy's like, what? He's like, tickets, please. And he turns around and looks at him, realizes who it is. Yes. And then Indy just tosses him out a window and shit out of the Zeppelin. And the rest of the crowd in the Zeppelin is like, what the fuck is, is happening? Is looking at him who just threw a high-ranking Nazi officer out of the window. <laughs> yes. And he just points at the window and goes, 
no ticket. <laughs> and they all start. And everybody <laughs> fucking reaches into their shit and grabs their ticket as quick as they can to right. show them their ticket. Uh, yeah. Then the Zeppelin takes off and it looks like everything's perfectly fine at this point. Uh, and they seem to be enjoying themselves. And the two of them are having a conversation like, look, we both fuck the same woman. And uh, Henry's like, look, I'm a man as anyone else. I have my own desires as well. So it would stand to reason if she's like that, I would sleep with her. Um, we then get uh, Henry trying to tell Indy, like, look, what we're about to face is nothing you've ever faced before, shit like that. Uh, he also mentions Henry, or Indy does, is like, remember the last time we had a drink together? Uh, and Henry's like, no, I don't. And Indy's like, yeah, I had a milkshake. That's how long ago it was. I was a child the last time we had a conversation. And Indy... Um, no, shared a drink. Because he even says, like, we didn't even talk. Yeah, yeah. They didn't say much to each other. Anything at all. They just sat there in each other's company. His father drinking whatever. Him drinking a milkshake. Um, and then Indy and him... Uh, the legend has <clears throat> it brought all of the boys to the yard. All right. Uh, and Henry basically puts it to Indiana Jones. He's like, if I was so bad as a father, then what did I do to you? And Indy's like, he, he propositions Indy. He's like, tell me, what did I do? I gave you self-reliance and everything. I didn't tell you to brush your teeth or eat your vegetables or anything like that. Do your schoolwork. I gave that. you your own privacy. And Indy's like, no, you were obsessed about the grail. And that's why you didn't do it, worry about any of that stuff. Because your, your weird obsession with this grail. And Henry's like, if I was so bad, tell me what I did. And Indy's like, I don't know. And he's like, I rest my case. Uh, we then uh, get, uh, like, uh, we see, they cut, to, they cut to, like, a tighter shot on the table of, like, all the different implements. And we see the shadows, like, turning and shit. And then Indiana Jones is like, oh, shit, they're turning this thing around. We need to get the fuck off of here. Uh, we see them like traveling through corridors and shit, and we hear Indy say, "I didn't think they figure out the broken radio." So, at one point, he Indy, broke the radio. Indy broke the radio so that they, that way they could travel without being well, caught. Well, the the German wouldn't be able to radio to that, right? To tell them to turn around, but they uh, and Indy was like, "Oh shit, they're turning around." Yep, they found it anyway. Um, they jump into the plane. They then see two other biplanes coming up behind the dirigible. They release the plane. They go flying off and shit. And then it was just a like a, a dog a dog fight in the air and shit. It was just them bopping and weaving. They they're in a biplane. Uh, the Germans are in like uh, World War II fighter planes and shit. Um, and Indy tells his father at eleven o'clock. Shoot at eleven o'clock. And his father pulls out his uh, pocket watch. He's like, "What happens at eleven o'clock?" He's like, "No, twelve, eleven, ten, nine. Shoot at eleven o'clock." This is the only time that you can see, or the. Uh, the worst indication of like the early special effects that the were front happening. projection type shit, yeah. Uh, because his arm gets all fucking grainy. Yeah, yeah. Doing the- and you see it ever so often in this movie because they they do they do like a wide shot of like the zeppelin and everything, and it just looks. And we see people walk in front of it, and you can see like the edging around the people and shit. Yeah, it just looks like front projection type shit. Uh, we then get. Henry taking the gun that's on the uh, second seat of the airplane, pointing it towards the uh, German fighter planes. It just starts uh, spraying bullets left and right. Doesn't hit any of them, but sprays bullets left and right to the point where he turns 180 degrees and he's still firing and then shoots at the rudder on the back of the plane, just eliminating it completely. And they're all like sputtering and shit. And he's panicking. He just turns around to his son. He's like, they got a son. I don't know what to tell you, but they hit us. We're going down. <laughs> um, but yeah, they slowly start careening towards the ground. Indy 
kind of softly lands the plane and everything. They crash into a barn and shit. They exit. We see one of the fighter planes come down and, uh, uh, like, firing bullets and Straight shit. for them. Uh, it's just one of those iconic shots. Is they're running, and then we see just, like, uh, a line of bullets going across. Uh, not through them, but, like, beside them and shit as they're running away from it and shit. Uh, we then uh, cut to a, I guess, uh, an Italian man fixing his car. Because I think we're in Italy at this point. I believe so. <clears throat> uh, he's fixing his car. We see he, that he's nearly finished. He's taken off or put on the new tire and everything. He's about to put on the lug bolt cover thing. The hubcap. Hubcap. <laughs> Fucking my brain. I could not think of the actual word as I was approaching it. That's why I was stammering. I was like, what is that word? What is that word? I'm here. I uh, fuck uh, shit. Uh, uh. Um, but yeah, hubcap. He goes to put it on. The car uh, careens away and it's Indy and Henry in the car stealing it from this old man. That had broken down on the side of the road. So this old man is probably <laughs> like, what the hell? dead at this point because he was left on the side of the road. Uh, he, they, we just see a, a series of sequences of this plane uh, strafing the ground and everything with bullets and shit. Uh, and as they uh, like turn around in a corner and go down a tunnel and everything, this plane apparently doesn't realize. Flies straight into the tunnel. There's, there's still a decent sized mountain. So I don't understand what the, the pilot was thinking. I don't know. Uh, like he just automatically just creeps into the, in the tunnel. Uh, it doesn't explode exactly. We see like small explosions and shit as the wings are torn off and everything. But we see the uh, the rest of the plane just sliding Fuselage. towards them, uh, f- sliding towards them. And then uh, Henry's like faster, Junior, faster, faster. And then we see the fuselage uh, come up beside them. We see the German soldier in the pilot seat just looking at him like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like. A, I'm, I'm no longer I'm in as lost as you are. <laughs> um, but he exits the other end of the tunnel and then... Immediately blows up. <laughs> explodes for movie reasons, right? But whatever. Uh, they crash right through the wreckage and everything, and then they're on the other side, and they're uh, scot-free and everything. And we then cut to... Or so you would think. What is the next scene? Uh, but then uh, Sean Connery as Henry says, oh, talk about a close call, and then a bomb drops right in front of him. Oh, that's right, the, the other plane. Other plane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically creates this giant fucking crater that they just careen right into. It drives it. straight into. Uh, the, they end up on a beach. Yeah, the, other, the well, the other plane uh, is circling back around, and Indy's, like, running away from it, and he realizes, oh, my father's not right behind me. He looks around, he's like, Dad, come on, they're coming back around. Um, they end up on a beach and everything, and Indy's like, oh, maybe I could shoot it. He opens up his gun. There's no bullets. Out of bullets. And this uh, this uh, German fighter has basically corrected himself at this point, and he's gunning towards them, and he's getting closer and closer, and he's like, fuck, this is it. This is where I died, next to my father on a beach. And his father grabs his umbrella and just starts opening it and closing it real quick and making a bunch of noise and shit, making the uh, seagulls on the beach just flutter up right across where the German fighter is uh, coming across and then just takes out the German fighter uh, f- uh, fighter pilot with seagulls. With, yeah, with birds. Uh, and we just see the inside of the cockpit and just all these like birds are being obliterated and shit by the propellers and shit, and we just see the German soldier just not sure uh, what the fuck they make of it. feathers. He basically crashes into the ground. It explodes and everything. Uh, and then we cut to, I think... Uh, Indy, Sala, and Henry in Hate. Or no, no, no. It's the uh, Donovan with the Germans talking to the uh, the Sultan of Hate, uh, telling him like, That's "We right. need your uh, men. We need your uh, resources to get across the 
uh, Crescent Moon Valley or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, basically says this is what we're looking for, but we would never think about doing it, A, without your permission, or B, without giving you... Something in return. Something equal um, they offer or him, better in return. They bring him a chest of like golds and riches and shit, and he's like, no, I don't want that. And he walks up to the German Rolls Royce. I want that fucking car. And yeah, and he's look, going through all the specs of the uh, Rolls Royce and everything. And um, Donovan's like, and the uh, keys are in the ignition, basically indicating like it's yours. It's yours. Uh, we then cut to uh, Sala well, Henry. Says, the, the Sultan then says, you'll have guides, cars, camels, horses. Anything you need. And tanks. Yes. Uh, Salah, Henry, and Indiana Jones are uh, walking through, the I think, the streets of <clears throat> Hatay at this point. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think of... They, we, they're just... So the Germans and Donovan are with Brody and everything. They got Brody under like, guard and everything, telling him that you're fucked. Once we get what we need, you're dead and everything. And they're going through a corridor and shit, and we see Sala, Henry, and uh, Indy like further away and shit, and they're watching the entire German like uh, team and everything just go through the corridor. And Indy's like, look, they can't hit us from here, from that, that range with the tank and everything. <clears throat> and as he says that, Henry's like, are you sure? And then we see just... Big explosion hit from behind them where their car is up parked. the car. Uh, and Salah's like, that was my brother-in-law's car. <laughs> oh, shit. What am I going to tell him? Uh, Indy tells them to quickly hide and everything. We see all these Germans, like, firing rounds and shit to where they're at. And then up popped the the brotherhood of the, uh, what, what was it? You wrote it down. The brotherhood of the cruciform sword. Uh, they pop up out of like different behind different rocks and shit, and they've got their own like carbine rifles and shit, and they're just firing at. <laughs> they're Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, they got the whole. They're in the rocks. They got the whole robes and everything, just firing at the German soldiers, left and right. And uh, Henry's like, "Who are those Who is guys this now?" And Indy's like, "I don't care. They're distracting the Germans. We need to get Marcus, and then we'll go from there." Uh, Indy tells uh, Henry to stay here. Sala, you go find us uh, some transportation. Uh, I'm going to try to go get Marcus, and then I'll be right back. Uh, Indy, uh, we see Indy just take out a few guys and starts, just starts grabbing horses and shit. Uh, and we need, at the same point, we also see Donovan tell them to put Marcus into the tank. Uh, yep. And Indy's not sure where Marcus went. Henry sees where he goes, where he's been put. We see Henry like start uh, basically... Weaseling his way towards the tank and everything. Uh, and Indy's trying to deal with the Germans as best he can. We have the Brotherhood just firing shots and rounds all over the place, taking out German soldiers every so often. We then uh, cut to, uh, I guess, we hear like a scuffle on the outside of the tank. Henry takes out a few of the guys, opens up the tank, and then comes back in. It looks like Brody's going to take out a few of the Germans that he thinks are coming back in. And it's just uh, uh, Henry coming into the tank. And he's like, Marcus, no, it's me. And then they start singing a, t- a song of some sort. From I looked it up because it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. So they start by singing some sort of song from like, it's called like the Union University Club or some shit like that. And uh, Sean Connery says the oh, genius. Oh, that's just what we need is another fucking club. Right. <laughs> we see the genius of restoration. And then as uh, Marcus responds, he Flaps his arms, tugs his ears, and taps his head. And he says, 
aid in our rest our resuscitation for whatever reason they apparently and then they, they show this like secret handshake and shit and it's just the weirdest fucking thing to happen because that's the weirdest thing that's happened <laughs> in the movie is the weirdest thing to happen fair point um, in the episode nope Henry tells Marcus, like, look, I'm here to rescue you. Let's get the fuck out of here. But as Henry's about to exit the tank, we'll then see a few German soldiers descend into the tank along with that main German general guy. Yep. Uh, and then we see Indy on the outside just causing havoc for Donovan and his men and everything. And ju- just mass panic is fucking happening. We see Donovan get on the top of the tank, yell down to the German guy. And he's like, look, Jones is getting away. And he's like, no, he's not. He's in here with us. He's like, not that Jones. And we just see the, and then the iconic Indiana Jones sound comes on. Indy's on a horse with a bunch of other horses just running away from the entire thing. He's got his transportation to get to where they need to go. We then cut to Indy uh, going down the rest of the corridor. And here comes Sala with a bunch of camels and shit. And Indy's like, Sala, I told you, no fucking camels. Why are there camels here? And so I was like, these are for my brother. That was his car that we just blew up. <laughs> we then cut to, oh, no, no. Indy asks where his father is. He's like, yeah, he went in to go get Marcus. And Indy's like, what the fuck? Uh, he hands the, I think he hands the horses to Sala. And then Indy runs back towards the tank and everything. And it's just a series of sequences of Indy trying to jump on the tank. And the Germans trying to keep Indy off the tank. Well, no, they try to shoot him. And, yeah, and shoot the, him and shit before gun. he gets, here, gets there and everything, but it's not well, working. With the main gun, they try to take him out with the with the actual gun mm-hmm. and are unable to. Indy then turns towards the tank yeah. and, like, charges the tank. He, he's basically just, like, running in front of it at different angles and shit, and we see the tank turn around towards another, like, German, like, vehicle, and... And he goes past it. They fire, missing Indy completely. Well, no, they don't fire. Well, no, yeah, that's that, that's right. They they're they going, just run into it, right. And it flips up and like covers covers it. the main gun, right? And so then they start using the side gun, yep. and Indy uh, grabs a rock and shoves the rock, yeah, into a, a the big enough rock to go into the hole and everything, yeah, to to block it. And it's basically like the. Uh, the Looney Tunes thing where you saw like Bugs Bunny yeah. stick his finger in the end of a revolver and then the revolver the blows metal up. peels away like a banana type situation. Yep. And and it blows the person who's using the gun back and everything. Back yeah. out of the way. Uh and then the um I think Indy tries to shoot, jump on the tank. They shoot the car off. Yeah. And yeah. as they shoot the car off, Indy like rides his horse up a hill and then jumps onto the Body onto the, of tank. the tank, uh, and then it's just him scuffling with German soldiers every so often. His face, it, the main German guy comes out and starts uh, scuffling with Indy, knocks him to the ground or knocks him to the uh, uh, like metal casing of the tank and everything, and starts trying to push his face into like the uh, the metal uh, grips, the which, tread for the tank. This whole scene, like, I I love it. But at the same time, the only reason that Indiana Jones survives is because he's wearing plot armor. What do you mean? A truck full of Germans with loaded machine guns pulls up right next to him, and they all go, no, we're going to fist fight him instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of just... Instead of opening fire. Yep. Done. (laughs) Three of them jump out at one point and line up, and the dude in front, like... 
put down a machine gun to jump over and then tries to grab his pistol while he's face to face with Indiana Jones. Yeah. And uh, it's just, they it's scuffle just over reasons. it. They scuffle over it and Indy ends up shooting all three of them with one bullet. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I was like, maybe two of them, but not the third one. I think it would lose momentum by the time like, it got through well, the second one. Like I said, the only reason that he survives is because of plot armor. Right. Like, Everybody has a gun and nobody uses them. Right. Uh, and then, uh, except for Indy and Henry, they're the only two people that use guns. In oh, and Donovan, he uses a gun at one point and then actually does shoot Henry. I was talking about specifically in this scene. Oh, in the scene. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, we we see Henry scuffling with a few of the German soldiers still in the tank. inside the tank. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to get a gun and shit, and they're not letting him ship. Indy gets knocked off the tank. He catches himself on that busted uh, 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 gun, gun that's on the side. It's peeled away and shit. And he's just hanging on there. He's trying to get back up. But the main German guy's like not letting him and shit. Um, he's stomping out his fingers, just punching him and shit. It's just not working. And the uh, tank Indy, is getting closer and closer to the edge of this like one canyon wall yeah, and shit. Indy end up, ends up full on falling off, like completely letting go. Mm. But his... Pack. His strap for his pack is still, is still looped around, which I don't know how it did that. The way he falls onto the uh, yeah, gun it itself, have. it wouldn't have. No, what pot reasons again, right? Yep. Um, so he's trying to get off as the walls get smaller and smaller, and he's about to get crushed by this main rock. And area. The, the main German yells at the driver to to basically steer into the wall mm. to not let him escape, yep. and they're going to smash the side of the tank into a rock face, killing him. Yeah. Um, inside the tank. Inside the tank. Henry is scuffling with this main German guy, and he finally uh, manages to get a round off, and we just see the bullet just bounce around the thing and then hit the main tank driver yeah, in the head. Yeah, ricochet, hit the driver in the head, which causes him to lurch forward into the lever, which steers it away yep. towards a cliff. Uh, and he gets his strap off somehow, climbs up the rest of the tank, and starts scuffling with the German again. Uh, Marcus and Henry climb out of the tank. And they're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, we see the uh, tank uh, slow. I'm okay. <laughs> Did your head explode? No, my. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? Several times this episode. <laughs> Uh, it's still my back. And my oh, hip okay. Stuff. I, that was going to be my I next question. Or did your back spasm? Uh, um, I sneezed and it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Right. Uh, uh, the tank is uh, careening towards the edge of a cliff at this point. Uh, Henry and Marcus are like, how are we going to get off? And then as Indy's scuffling with the main German guy, <laughs> Indy rears back he and draws hits back him. and fucking just knocks Knocks him right in the face. Right. Uh, Henry also gets partially knocked off the tank as well, but he's uh, like going towards the head of the tank because he lands on the treads. Yeah, on the treads. And they're constantly cycling through and shit. Henry is uh, being like pulled to the front of the tank. Indy sees that, whips out his whip, wraps it around his father's ankle, and for movie reasons, it does it completely and fully like it should. Uh, his father, seconds before being crushed by this tank, is hanging off to the edge. And I think he pulls him f- forward towards Indy. 
I can't yeah, remember how Sala gets off the damn He's basically holding thing. him in place, and Sala comes up beside him on oh, the Oh, that's right. Grabs him off the and tank and everything. Indy tells him to grab his dad. Yes. Uh, and then as we get closer and closer, Indy's still scuffling with the German guy, but then it gets the best of the German guy and starts smashing his face into like the main like hatch area where they enter into the tank and everything, and he's just pummeling this guy into the tank and everything. Uh, Indy quickly realizes, like, oh, shit. Uh, we're, we're about to edge. fall off this fucking cliff. Uh, and then we just cut to the tank careening off the edge of the cliff into the ground. We see the German soldier in the tank. What was that? Oh, it's my goddamn phone again. Uh, another notification for something else. Um, fucking Boy Scouts. Right. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you see like a red dot on me anywhere? No. <laughs> Indy and uh, presumably Indy and this German guy go careening off. But all we see is like the German guy screaming his bloody head off as the tank crashes into the ground and explodes, right? Well, first the, uh, the gun comes off. Yeah. Like the top of the tank yeah, yeah, comes yeah, yeah, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a pretty obviously yeah. bad puppet. Yes, at that point, like the <laughs> German it just goes rolling. The with German it, yeah. is like out of the <laughs> yeah. the top, screaming with his hands up, and then it cuts to a like a wide shot of the tank falling, and you could tell that it's a, like a puppet <laughs> because obviously they can't have a stunt right, right, right. person do that. But it, it's just funny the way it is. Yeah, the ragdoll phys- physics on a puppet to where, or uh, some sort of like dummy doesn't compare to how a person would interact. All Ted's purposes, that the top half of that tank basically pins the pup or the dummy into the ground against the top half of the tank and then continues to roll, and the person is still intact. I'm sorry, but those tanks weigh a ton, especially in the 1930s. That metal would have been real fucking heavy. So the moment it pinned itself against the person in the ground, it probably would have cut it in half in some manner. So there would have been yeah. a whole mess of shit all over the place. So uh, we then cut to uh, uh, Henry, Sala, and Marcus on the edge of the cliff just looking. And they're like, oh, shit. Indiana went with the tank and everything. The German, mm-hmm. he's gone. I, lost, I didn't have enough time. I lost my son. Yes. I just needed five minutes to tell him everything, blah, 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 that type of shit. We then see off to the side where they're not looking. We see Indy struggling to get up to the top of the, uh, the cliff area that they're at. He's struggling and shit, and he's panting. We saw him mention that his hat was lost in the middle just seconds before the tank went off the cliff and everything. Um, and as Indy completes it, he gets up behind the guys, and he's huffing and puffing. He's like a bit dazed and shit, and he's looking down. He's like, whoa, what are we looking at? Doesn't say this, but you get yeah. this from his he face. He just stands behind him and doesn't say a word. And then they notice, like, they feel that somebody's there. <laughs> right. And his dad turns around and, like, looks at him and is like, oh, hi. Hi, Junior. And then, <laughs> Junior! <laughs> <laughs> and they're all very happy to see Henry, or Junior and everything. Uh, and then they're like, oh, they're heading towards the, the, the grail. We should get there real fucking quick. Indy collapses to the ground. He's fucking just torn the fuck up he's breathing heavy he's beat to hell he is spent at this point and uh his father's like what are you sitting around for come on we gotta go and we just see indy look at we're his so father. close to the end and-, <laughs> and then his hat comes into frame and like tumbles in front of him and shit and he's just like what the fuck ever and then we cut to i think it's uh no it's at this point indy and all of them enter into arrive the cave, in front of the the like cliff face yeah Monument temple. corridor temple thing. I I've no. It's an actual thing in a different country, uh, not in Hete or whatever the fuck where they're at. But it is an actual thing. Um, but they enter in, and then they, they hear a bunch of speaking and stuff. We then cut to uh, 
Donovan and all the Germans and the Hittay soldiers and everything just in this one main foyer area before they enter into the three trials of God. Uh, we see one of the Hittay men. We don't men. know what they're doing. Right. We just see them standing there and a guy walking very nervously right. towards a bunch of cobwebs. Right. Uh, he's slowly creeping his way into this corridor. Uh, he sees the body of someone recently died. He sees the head first and then the rest of the body. And we, the guy got ca- decapitated at this point. He continues to walk forward. We see the, uh, He's holding a sword. Holding a sword. We see him walk a little bit more. And then uh, like this gust of wind comes out of the uh, end of the corridor, blowing all these cobwebs and shit. And then we just see like a blade of some sort just come out of nowhere and slice this guy in half along with his sword and everything. We see the sword fall to the ground. Slices his head off. Just That's head. right, because it comes tumbling out of the t- uh, yep, little corridor all the well. way back to, to Indy. Indy. Um, we then see Marcus turn away from it. He's about ready to throw up, and as he turns away, we see a gun go into frame, pointing at Marcus and everything. Um, they come out, and Donovan sees them come out, being uh, at gunpoint by other German soldiers and shit. Donovan uh, basically tells Indy, like, look, you're going to help me figure this out. because One way or another. Uh, because you're going to have no choice. And then he's like, look, you can kill me. I'm, I still wouldn't be able to help you if you kill me. And he's like, yep, you're right. That's why. And then he fires uh, around into Henry's gut, and he collapses. <clears throat> and then uh, Donovan tells uh, Indiana, he's like, look, it's either you the die. Only, the only way that you can save your dad is to yes. help me get the And grail. if you die, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to save your dad. So you attacking me and getting killed because of it is not going to help your father. And then Indy is like, fuck. So he reluctantly, he has his, the journal in his hand. He reluctantly goes through the uh, three corridors. We see Indy slowly creeping towards. He sees the body on the floor. It's, it's very similar to the man before. He sees all the cobwebs. And he's repeating slowly, the clue over and over Yeah, again. the penitent man. Only the penitent man. Kneels before God or some shit like that. Well, no. The kneels before God part is at the very end. Right. It's like only the penitent only the penitent may pass. Uh, and Yeah, and we just see him saying it and his father saying it because they cut to his father saying it as he's bleeding to death and everything. Uh, and then as he says it one more time, he, he says realizes the penitent man. The penitent man kneels in the eyes of God. Right. And as the gust of wind happens... Indy kneels and barrel rolls forward. Ducks under the blade. Yep. And then he sees the main like, uh, like gears and shit for everything. Uh, he... Throws a rope into it, basically pulling it and closing it from moving anymore. Yeah, stopping so the movement. The blades come out part way and shit. So, and then he yells back. He's like, I'm through the first trial. Uh, we then cut to him going further into the... Uh... Oh, I thought there was some animal. No, it was a feather boa. I was like, what the fuck is in our steps? I swear there was Goddamn something. Goddamn Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> I swear there was something. But no, it's just that feather boa blowing out and shit. Holy hell. Uh, <laughs> I don't see any red dots. We then, uh, he goes to the second trial, and the second trial is the word of God. And uh, he's like, oh, I've got to spell out Jehovah on the ground because there are like patches of ground with like letters on him and shit. And he goes to step on J, and we cut to Henry. He's like, Jehovah isn't spelled with a J, it's spelled with an I. And, and in, he steps on the in J. Latin, in Latin, it's spelled with, with an, an I. I. And Indy goes partway through. He's like, ah, shit. Scrambles back up. He's like, fuck. I, no, I have to spell it in Latin. And he spells Jehovah in Latin. And he quickly goes across and everything. 
we then get to the final trial, and it's the path of God. And it, the the line is he has to make a leap of faith uh, below the lion's of head. the yeah from the lion's head and shit. Um, he basically. Reads it. We cut to his father saying, you have to make a leap of faith. We cut back to Indiana Jones. You have to believe. You have to believe. Uh, we cut to Indiana Jones. He basically closes his eyes and steps off and steps right onto like a, like a small like sliver of land jutting out from one end to the other. Uh, the, we see the camera pan around. We just see like the, the rock formations that he's walking on are very similar to the surrounding areas and shit. To where it blends in, which, it's very invisible. Which obviously was painted to look like it, and right. what a fucking good job! Because right. it is invisible. without that camera moving around, you wouldn't notice it or anything. Um, so Indy gets to the other end, takes a bunch of dirt and like scatters it across and shit, so that way he knows how to get back over to get to his father and everything. Um, he's back. He's now in the main corridor. We just see some sort of like figure kneeling in front of something. We're not sure who it is. We, he gets further into it. Uh, it's uh, this Templar knight. Reading from some sort of book, probably the Bible up to that point that uh, the Bible was uh, right. made. Uh, and he's just reading it. He notices that Indy's in there. He raises his sword. He swipes once at Indy. He raises it to make like a stabbing plunge. He raises it up too far and he goes stumbling backwards. Um, the knight says, You have bested me. And he, the knight tells him, like, Look, I, I was here until someone was able to come and best I me. Knew, in a sword I knew fight. you would come eventually. Um, You're the new guardian of the grail. Right. Uh, I was told that whoever came here and bested me in a sword fight would then become the guardian and then I would be released from this chamber. Uh, and he's like, no, forget all that. I need... And then right when he's about to explain everything, we see Donovan and Elsa come into the corridor uh, at gunpoint telling Andy to back away from the old man. Uh, and um, Donovan's like, where's the grail? And he's like, well, it's right here with all these other uh, cups. And uh, you have to choose. Donovan's like, which one is it? And he's like, well, you have to decide which one it is. Um, and he he doesn't say the the famous line that he he's known for just yet. Um, and then we see Donovan just going through the different cups. He doesn't know which one. Elsa picks out the cup for him. And I almost bet this was by design on her part because I think she knew because they do a quick shot whenever everything's going yeah. to shit on Donovan and she's smiling at this point. Um, but she hands him, like, this very gaudy, like, gold-encrusted with diamonds and everything, gems all over the place. He's like, this is this definitely is a cup for a king of kings. Um, he steps over to the well, scoops out some water, and he's like, remember, as the Holy Grail grants life, the incorrect one will take away your life or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Donovan scoops out some water, drinks it, nothing happens. He's like... Uh, was something supposed to happen and then he turns towards the reflection in the water and he's old and then we just see that aging starting to wrap up and ramp up he grabs Elsa he tells her to help him and then he's just fucking just being obliterated by this water and shit he's just turning into like a mummification of himself at this point he goes full like claymation Beetlejuice yeah uh, and as he's about near death, Indy grabs Elsa, pushes Donovan off to the side. The remains of his body crash into the farthest wall, and then he just... Turn into dust. Turns into dust. Uh, and then uh, Indy looks back at the cups. He's perusing through all of them. He's like, nope. No, that's the cup of a carpenter. He grabs it, and it's this very plain-looking cup. Um, not much to it. Just very, just ordinary. It's still gold on the inside. Right. But it's very ordinary looking. Uh, and he's like, this would be the cup of a carpenter. He takes it, scoops out some water. Only one stops, way to find out. 
stops for a second. Yeah, it says only one way to find out. Knocks back a drink. And then the uh, the knight says, well, yeah, I should also mention whenever Donovan goes into dust What's completely. happening to me? The knight says, you, you chose chosen poorly. poorly. Uh, and then whenever Indy does the same thing, he says, you chose wisely. wisely. Yep. Uh, and then we cut to Indy coming out of the corridor. Oh, and before Indy leaves and everything, the knight tells him, he's like, look, you can remain here with the grail all you want, but the grail cannot leave past the seal. Says the grail and the immortality cannot. Does he say immortality? Yes. I thought he just said grail. Nope, he says both. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. I don't remember him saying immortality. I just remember him saying well, grail. Well, I don't, I don't know if he says the exact word immortality, mm. but, it's, but it's implied that he's talking about both the grail and the... I just thought he was talking about life. just the grail itself, because obviously it shit freaks out the moment she tries to take it out. Um, but I was under the... And, we'll, and I'll get to why I think it's... They kind of shot themselves in the foot with this movie, because what happens later on movies and shit like that. But I was always under the presumption that um, if you took the grail out, then the uh, what would happen happened. I always thought that you would live forever or for a good long time before you died. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that he says both the cup and the of the check immortality. I'm not 100. percent I don't know. Um, but as Indy it's, exits the corridor, it's the the price of the gift. Yeah. As Indy exits, well. His father would just die then at that point, the moment he left the temple. Not necessarily. His father wouldn't have immortality, but the healing of the grail would still persist. I guess. Uh, whatever. Story reasons. Right, story is what, reasons. Yeah. Uh, but Indy brings up the uh, grail with a thing of water, gives, him, gives his father some to drink, and then also pours it on the gunshot wound that he, uh, his father sustained. Um, Which just, turns it into peroxide. Yeah, yeah. You, clearly, I don't know if that's what they did, but I almost bet they just put real blood on him in some manner and then just put peroxide on the real blood so that way you get that bubbling effect. Uh, yeah, and then uh, slowly the bullet hole goes away and there's no issue whatsoever and his father's completely fine. And he tosses the cup as his father's completely fine off to the side. Uh, and then Elsa grabs it. He's like, look, Indy, we have it. We have the grail. We can, you and I can... Uh, take it out of here and just uh, show the world the Holy Grail or some shit like that. And as she's walking, she's walking out of the temple, and closer to the Andy's seal. like, no, Elsa, remember what the knight told us? And as she completely crosses the seal completely, all hell starts breaking loose. The German guys start running away and shit. Sala grabs a gun, tells the rest of them to get the fuck out of here. By, uh, all hell's breaking loose. Yeah, basically loose. tells them to go fuck drop, yourself. Drop their guns and get out. Right. Uh, they all scram and everything, and then we see the cup starting to uh, like fall down small corridors and shit. It goes onto like a small ledge. Elsa starts being pulled by the because uh, the floor is opening up and shit. Elsa starts sliding down. We see Indy slide on his belly down to Elsa, grabs her, and she's like like inches away from the cup and shit. And she is about she wants to grab it real quick and everything. And Indy's like, no, it's she not keeps worth trying it. Trying to to reach for it. He's like, I need your hand, honey. I need it. I can't hold on to you forever. I need your other hand. You need to forget about the cup and reach for me. And she won't listen. And as she makes one final reach for it, she slips from Indy's hands and falls down into the corridor completely, presumably to die at this point. Uh, Indy then uh, 
uh, like main area starts uh, cracking some more. Indy falls down, but is caught by his father at this point. Indy's like a, a millimeters away from grabbing. He's like, no, I can grab it. Everything doing something similar that Elsa did as well. And then Henry's like, Indy. We should we should say at this point because I mean we've talked about it a few times in previous episodes. We didn't. We've we've always said what he said in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but for the entirety of the movie, he calls Indiana Junior. Junior. Yes, he doesn't refer to him as Indiana. Yes, until this scene, right? And that's what snaps Indy out of yeah. the lust for the goblin Grail to try to complete the woman that he found alluring from dying or because who died because he basically is doing the same thing. Like right. I could reach it. And Henry's like, Indiana, it's not l- worth it. Let it go. Let it go. Um, we then, uh, Henry helps his uh, son up out of the thing. And as they're about to leave, they see the knight at the beginning of the first trial. And that he's just waving at them like, <laughs> just, bye. It's like, hi, come again. <laughs> and they all leave. All this uh, smoke and shit comes barreling out as they exit. The- as it collapses around. Right. Henry gets on the his horse, same as Sala and Marcus. Calls him Junior again. Calls him Junior. Sala's like, why do you call him Junior? And then Henry... He's like, that's his name. Henry Jones Jr. Um, and then uh, Henry's like... Uh, it's like, I prefer Indiana. Yeah, yeah, Indiana. I was like, I prefer Indiana. He's like, we named the dog that's, Indiana. That's what we called the dog. And Sala laughs. He's like, you're named after a dog... Like I have lots of fond memories with that dog. Uh, and then we hear Marcus just yell, come on, boys, I'll show you the way. He starts storming out. Which one of the things that we forgot is in the in the scene in the... Uh, the fire. The castle. Yeah. Um, they both make the... Or Indy says to his father, he's like, look. Well, no. I know um, Marcus is an idiot. He got lost in his own museum. Uh, Henry is like... It's like, well, you said that he would blend in mm. perfectly and stuff. He's like, I was fucking lying. He got lost in his own museum. Yep. And then as he's uh, riding off, he's bumbling and shit, and he's about ready to fall off his horse and stuff, and his father's like, lost in his own museum? And Indiana Jones is like, yep. Um, he's like, I'll go get him. And then they all start running after him and shit. And then the credits start rolling as they ride off into the sunset. Yep. Um, it's the in- Indiana Jones, dun 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 and they catch up the Brody and everything, and that's the end of the movie, and that's it. That's for the longest time. This the three movies was it. The trilogy of movies of Indiana Jones. Obviously, we've made the claim before, so of other people, Indiana Jones not very uh, uh, useful in his first movie, but all the other movies after that, he's very important with the story and everything. Yep. Obviously, some of the reasons for some of the things happening are ridiculous, but it is an Indiana Jones movie where. A man uses a whip to protect himself. So, I I really enjoy this movie. I bounce between Raiders in this movie. Uh, and the main reason I really like this movie: a, there's more Nazi punching in this movie, and yeah. b, it's fun seeing Sean Connery and uh, Harrison Ford bounce off of each other and everything. Yeah. So. And I really like they took Marcus Brody out on this adventure, even though he was in it sporadically. It's still, and they brought Sala back. And they brought Sala back, right? Um, I would love, obviously we'll get to the fourth one next week. Brian has never seen it. I nope. haven't seen it for quite a while. Um, I have no doubt you'll probably hate it just because of the Shia LaBeouf reasons, but I look past the Shia LaBeouf because it's Shia LaBeouf and I just really enjoy like the indie story that we get. Like the story starts off somewhat ridiculous. Like he's in, uh, he's chasing after somebody and some sort of like nuclear explosion test is about to happen. 
and he looks at an old fridge that says it's lead-lined. Um, and he jumps in it. The nuclear explosion goes off. He gets tossed uh, out of the site into like some sort of like desert area, and he's perfectly fine. That's the level of... Uh, Yes, but we've already uh, set up that Indiana Jones can do ridiculous things. That doesn't because, work. Because he has plot armor. Right. So it's along those same lines where he's able to survive a nuclear blast inside of a lead box, which that's not how that works. Yes, there's radiation, and yes, you can use lead to block certain things from radiation, but you cannot block yourself from a nuclear explosion with a lead line box, but whatever. It's Indiana Jones. It's fun. It's whimsical. It's adventure. Okay, so why did they shoot themselves in the foot with this movie? Oh, okay. So the way that I see it is any time they went to go... The way that I presume that the uh, the Fountain of Youth worked with the Holy Grail is that it would give you uh, immortality up to a certain point. Like, you would live longer than you normally should have. Because mm. the knights have all... They lived, like, 150 years... Obviously, the one that stayed there lived like a thousand years, seven hundred, whatever. Um, and the other knights lived like one hundred and fifty years, well past the time of what a knight in the Knight Templar during the, the Crusades and everything right. should have. Um, so they should presumably be somewhat younger than they should be, and that Indiana Jones in the fifties shouldn't be as old as he is in Crystal Skull, because of how this movie plays out, where he drinks the water and everything. They shot themselves in the foot because they were always going to make a fourth one. They just didn't know when. They always planned on making another Indiana Jones. They just Once they made the third one, they're like, yeah, maybe we'll make a fourth one. Don't know. And their careers went off in different places. George Lucas went off to do a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Obviously, by, um, by the time they came out with the fourth one, the prequels had come out at this point. Mm-hmm. Everything... Spielberg went off and did his career and everything with Schindler's List, uh, Jurassic Park, all them and everything. Uh, Harrison Ford obviously becoming like uh, Jack Ryan, all that. Um, so obviously they all had busy schedules. And I believe that they always wanted to make a fourth Indiana Jones. Where they shot themselves in the foot is that Indiana Jones is now, the, ca- the actor playing him is now nearing his 80s or 90s or something like that. And technically, he shouldn't be that old because of the Fountain of Youth the Holy Grail storyline they did in this movie. But if I am correct... I don't remember exactly. I thought it was just the Grail, and we see that in the end of this movie. I thought that he said the Grail and the immortality. I don't know. I thought it was just the Grail. So you could be right. I just don't know. And I'm I'm not seeing in my notes in anywhere here, so I have no fucking clue. Uh, We should go on to the Rotten Tomato score. Uh, the critic score for this movie is 88%, and the audience score 94%. Uh, and this movie made a decent amount of money. Uh, so the budget was $48 million. Opening uh, weekend was $29.4 million. Domestic, $197.2 million. Internationally, $277 million. Altogether, $474.2 million. Now, you adjust that for gr- uh, inflation and everything in 2021 dollars. Budget was $101.3 million, opening weekend 62.1, domestic altogether $415.9 million, $584.4 million for internationally, and altogether adjusted for $2021 is another billion dollar 
uh, maker for the Indiana Jones franchise. They hundred or one point one billion dollars. They've all been over a billion dollars. No, the second right? no, the second one came close. So I think it was like nine hundred and ninety no. some odd million dollars, but it did not cross that a billion dollars. It came close. So the first one and the third one made a billion dollars, and I believe. So, I did the numbers for Crystal Skull, and obviously, uh, to play coy, um, I also did the inflation from 2008 to 2021. Now, there's a stark difference between 2008 dollars and 2021 dollars. That's like, what, 13 years. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference, but it still didn't make a billion dollars. Um, so yeah, this is the last one to make a billion dollars as we'll find out next week and I'll tell you all the numbers and everything, but, um, I also wanted to do $2021 right. just to point out that inflation does happen despite what some people would have you believe. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, I really enjoy this movie. Uh, like I said early on, not as much as I say Raiders and it also depends on my feelings for either Raiders or Last Ark, but, or, uh, Raiders of the Last Ark. And The Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. Depends on how I feel about everything. And it could also be that the, both movies are one after the other, technically. So Yeah. Anyway, um, do you, obviously Temple of Doom was your favorite one. Is this like the third one, the second one? What? Uh, I would say that uh, it, it ties with... Our, Raiders. Yeah, like they're both... Like all three movies are very, very good. And I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that any of them are bad movies, mm -hmm. at least not yet. Right, right. Um, it's not the greatest thing in the world. But all, all of these have some sort of rewatchability. So they're, they're all decent movies, but mm -hmm. I don't think, even with it being better than I remember, I don't think that it, it beats out the nostalgia. And, of Temple of Doom. And my, my love of Temple of Doom. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, next week we'll get to Raiders of the... Or no, fuck. Uh, Crystal King, Skull. Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And then uh, after that, I want to point out that... So uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League gets uh, released this week, the 18th. That's uh, Thursday, I believe. Um, and then we're going to record an episode for that uh, later on. So it'll be about two weeks that you'll get with uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So just fair warning, we are going to cover that movie. And we're also not going to cover the entire movie. It is a four-hour movie. So we're probably just going to watch the movie on our own and then just write down like key scenes that we really enjoy and then just talk about the movie. Yeah, entirely. There's no way in hell I'm going through a four-hour movie. No. So we'll just talk. We'll try to turn out at least an hour, hour and a half of an episode, but we're not talking about the entire fucking movie. That's a long fucking that would movie. That a very long episode. And our, our, our podcast episodes go about 30 minutes over the actual runtime of, of the movie. a movie. Well, depending. So... Yes. Well, depending on what we have to if say. If we're both in somewhat agreement of it, it'll be about 30 minutes. Unlike, say, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn movie, where it was like three and a half hours, that movie's just over two hours long. So we went right. an hour and a half over the runtime of that movie. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're be well beyond the runtime of this movie, too. Yeah. Simply because of the fucking <laughs> ridiculousness that yes, we I started also with. I, if anybody knows what the hell I'm talking about, and obviously Ryan has already said he's going to try to yeah, suss no, out. This is, this is becoming a horror movie. Like 99% like sure that this actually happened in my life. This isn't some sort of like are weird depression. Sure, are you sure you weren't having a fever dream? <laughs> it's possible, but I swear, I know I have the sandstone thing, and I n remember running through the woods for it. 
Um, so yeah, if anybody knows what the hell I'm talking about, tell me the name of the ritual. I I want to say it's Squawwood something, like the running of the brave Squawwood, something along those lines, because you did have to present a bundle of Squawwood to be entered into this uh, ritual to get the sandstone thing. Um, so yeah, and yeah, because who wouldn't want to do that? Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I've got. Uh, comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you, if you like it, tell us if you hate it. Uh, tell us what you think about the movies. Tell us what you think about my broken brain. <laughs> like, I can't even do my normal sign off because it's just so fucking overwhelmed with thinking I, about that. I did a quick Google search before you came here, like I said. I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to spend a few hours trying to find this actual ritual. Because it doesn't make any sense why it wouldn't be online. Because it, Yes, they did say it was sworn to secrecy, but they weren't like, if you do this, we are going to kill your family. Jesus said, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so it, it yeah, should be online somewhere. You know who else says that? <laughs> People that are doing things they shouldn't be. <laughs> Anyway, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdinian or Nerdian, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Make sure like, you- I'm pretty sure if John Wayne Gacy <laughs> let a kid escape, he would have been like, shh, don't tell anybody. He would have been like, I want you to go tell everyone. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that kid that passed out in front of me ever again. <laughs> So someone died, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at that wanker. And <laughs> this is why I like Star Wars because it's so awful. <laughs> uh, and remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. <laughs> and don't trust Boy Scouts. Yeah.